small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today, around the table, live and in person, vaxxed and boosted from the Who Cares About the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast. Did I say that right? Usually, it, it, I mean, it's the Rock Hall, but you know, it's you're being proper, I guess. I know, or <laughs> or I didn't, I did, I should have it in front of me. Uh, please welcome Joe Quazala and Kristen Stuttered. Hello. Hello. Yeah, who cares about the Rock Hall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we try to, you know, in terms of titles, ours is pretty long already. We yeah. try to keep it. Uh, I know, and I just made it even longer by n- not preparing. Who cares about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> Foundation and Museum. <laughs> by the way, who does care about it, Joe or Kristen? At this point, I think it's both. But unfortunately, the... I think I I do care more than I ever thought I would. But the the show began with me caring not at all, and I wouldn't even say that I care. I would say that I just have knowledge, and you... with that knowledge, <laughs> well, you have a degree of investment, though. At exactly, this point now. I yeah. do. So... And I guess another word for investment is care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, yeah. But the original premise was that. I at some point realized like, oh, I know like everything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and no one else does. Um, and then Kristen is kind of the audience surrogate being the the voice of the people who come into the show. I mean, at this point, now that we have had listeners for a number of years, they are not quite as in the dark. But, you know, it's a peripheral institution for most people, right. but it's weirdly ever present as well. And so that felt to us like fertile ground for conversation. Yeah, and I mean, there's every year it's different, you know, mm-hmm. there's a new list of uh, nominees every year, so there's always stuff to, you know, pull from. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so the, the, it's almost sport-like in that way that you can track it and there are stats and numbers mm-hmm. and, you know, you make your, we draft uh, every year as though it's sports <laughs> yes. uh, and, you know, trying to suss out it, people's chances for induction or nomination is not unlike evaluating a player in some, you know, sport. Yeah, wow. I, I, it is one of the most consistent, I guess, like fantasy leagues that I'm involved in. Yeah, like four years <laughs> like running. Like four years at least. running, I have actively sat down and thought about my draft picks. Except this year, I did really bad. Yeah, job. Right. This is the first this, year that anyone who's drafted has been fully shut out. And I deserved it. I did a really bad job this year. All that knowledge and I still blew it. Who was who was someone that you really thought was going to get on the ballot and did not? Who was like your number one lock? I, this is, again, I did a very bad job of picking this year. And I was in the fifth spot. I was in the final spot of like I picked last for the first round. And who did I pick? I picked George Michael, I think. As which, my was not, which was not, not bad. bad. Which it was not bad. bad. It just is not a lock. Like all of the ones that like I picked, seemed. I picked Eminem. For right. example, and, and he had anyone, the first pick. Anyone with the first pick would have gone Eminem because he's the most lock of the newly eligibles this year. Yeah, he's he's wildly unique. Yes, and also what really matters for the Hall of Fame, super famous. Super famous. Super famous, yeah. yeah. Sometimes just like a ubiquitous cultural figure. 
Um, they but, like to, it's like there's one super famous rapper that can get in every year on their first try. So on it was like Jay Z last year, Eminem yeah. this year, and and you know, look, he he's not on the ballot because he's white, but he is unique because he's white in a field that is predominantly black. Yeah, both Although, in but not controversial the hall ways in and, and of itself too is predominantly white, and so yeah. it's not shocking that doesn't right. that's not like a unique factor. A white man getting into the, the rock hall, and roll hall yeah. of fame is not uh right. I guess I was trying not to be controversial, <laughs> but yes, that's true. You were mm-hmm. 100% right. Now let me ask about the two of you. Uh you guys are friends obviously. Mm-hmm. When when did you guys meet? You know, we met in Chicago, but we did not become friends until we both moved to Los Angeles around the same time. Okay. Yep. And because you didn't know anyone here, so you had to glom on to whoever you knew from the other place. I mean, it's it's kind of, I would say it's like when you are in the comedy scene in Chicago and then you move out to be part of the Los Angeles comedy scene, what happens is you go to a lot of parties where it's just people from Chicago. (laughs) It's like little Chicago when you first move here and Mm -hmm. there's just a little microcosm of people and people that you maybe didn't know very well back there yes. are now suddenly you're seeing them all the time and they're just a more ever present part of your life. I think that kind of like happened mm-hmm. for us. And it's not, I would not even really, I mean, you say little microcosm, but it's like there is a substantial amount yes. of, you know, expats. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when, what year did you guys move out here? I moved 2013. here in 2013. What, what I month? was July. I was February. Perfect. Which is yeah, we didn't even. Veteran. Yeah, I <laughs> had a couple of months under my belt. Quazala shows up, bright-eyed, bushy-tail. I said, "Let me show you the ropes, yeah. kid. Let me tell you where to go and where not to go." Yeah, yeah. And the, so the podcast—that was your one hundred percent idea. Wrong. No. <laughs> it was you know it was one of those things where uh, we were both independently thinking about podcasts in general Mm -hmm. we had been members of a sketch group together that was ending and uh we were both kind of like thinking of ways to you know waste our time waste our time what's another (laughs) so we're done wasting our time with sketch comedy uh what's 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 the the new sketch comedy exactly Uh, but i had been thinking i had done a few podcasts as a guest and the themes of those shows happened to be like, bring in something that you feel like you're an expert on okay. or what's something you can talk about at length. And that's when I kind of had the realization like, oh, I think it's the Rock Hall. I think this is the thing that I, your thing. I know about more than anyone else. And I found when I was on those shows that we barely scratched the surface. You like, and, and I also found that the hosts who were skeptical of my topic of choosing got really invested yes, almost yes. immediately and didn't That's realize excellent. didn't realize that they had so many opinions <laughs> but i think that everyone has an, everyone has opinions about the rock hall and you see that if you even look a little bit online if you look at comment <laughs> sections on articles or facebook posts or tweets people are so passionate and yet nobody really knows how it works they don't know why an artist might get in or might not yeah and then Kristen, at the same time, was you were like, I want to do something with with music, mm-hmm. like maybe some you sort of. You told me that you uh, also a notorious thing about our dynamic is I don't remember anything. Um, <laughs> I try to really let my mind be a sieve when it comes to stuff about um, 
the rock hall and just maybe in general, I maybe have more of a sieve like mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you told me that you saw like a piece of paper that well, I, I had, showed you a piece you of paper. You had told me, you were like, Joe, I was doing my morning pages. Oh boy. She was, she was doing the artist way, everyone. It, what was it? 2016, and, and 2017? Gosh, it must, it must've been tw- the end of 2017. Boy. Um, and you were, you, you had told me that you had written down, um, podcast, arrow, music, question mark, Joe, question mark, some, some, something along those lines. I mean, that sounds like how I write. I do yeah. use arrows and question marks. Uh-huh. And I had been thinking about this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame idea, but I didn't know exactly in what way I wanted to do it. Right. I was like, do I get someone else who's uh, similarly into the topic or... But then when I, I when Kristen approached me, it it clicked where it was like, oh, I I need someone who can ask the questions that everyone is going to have, so it's not too in the weeds. Right, right, right. Because if you're both experts about it, it can be boring. Yeah, and I will say that like I I used to really know nothing, and now I have too much knowledge about it. Sometimes I do feel like I'm I'm no longer. Mm-hmm. I mean the yeah the 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 purpose of your uh yeah presence is now different than it yeah. originally was. I mean I'm still skeptical. Don't get me wrong. I haven't I'm not like a pro hall. Right. And let's not forget you also forget a great deal I of do things, also so. forget. Let me ask you this Kristen, if I ask uh if I ask you who the top five vote getters are right now, currently, do you know? On the um, poll, like yes. on the fan online vote. Yes. fan vote. I mean, I I have some guesses. You have some guesses, but you don't know. No, I don't. Joe, check do in you with know? Yeah, vote. I think I could do it. I think... wait. Let me tell. Let me guess then. Yeah, go ahead. Let me think of who I. Well, because okay. Well, no. let me look it up first because okay. I don't know. So sure. let me look it up. I'm gonna try and. Think. I I believe it is a hot race for the top position. Right. Which also, if I can quickly editorialize, uh, the fan vote means nothing. Yeah, the fan vote is... And I feel so bad at the legions of fans who get uh, Mobilized. Hoodwinked. They get swindled into... Because like there are two factions of fans right now who are like fighting each other so that their artists can get number one, not even realizing that like it's... Being it, number one doesn't matter. It it's doesn't it's the top, top five, five comprise one ballot of a thousand. So not only is it meaningless, but like the it's especially meaningless who is number one. It's really like if there's someone fifth and sixth, they could fight Those because that actually need to, that will count for a vote. But to say Twitter do your thing. Exactly. Uh, numbers oh. five and six, but all right, I got the I got the fan vote up. So okay. here we go. I would imagine that. Um, so I'd, we want to talk about the top two because I know I know wait, what the top okay. two are. I know okay. the the so warring fan Fela bases. So is Fela one of them? No. So, so Fela, so I think now out. is at the way bottom because they got burned last year. The Fela uh, fans and the entirety of Nigeria were voting constantly because they thought the fan vote mattered, and right. then they saw that it didn't, and now none of them are are and, paying attention. And here. he is in last place right now. Yeah. Okay. So then. Who else has kind of like that? I mean, is wasn't Pat Benatar was doing well before? But isn't top two, but I believe is in the top five. She is in the top five. Okay, yeah. so Pat was doing well. I remember that. Is um, let me know if you want a hint. 
Is it is Dolly doing? Dolly's not in the top two, but I believe she's also in the top five. She is in the top five. Okay, so then I'm like, who are the fans that are like mobile? It's not like the Carly Simon hive. No, absolutely <laughs> you not. Know? Um, I'm sure she's doing fine. She's not in the top five though. Um, oh, is Duran Duran? Duran Duran is, okay. is one. Yep, number one. Duran okay, Duran. so Duran Duran. That makes sense. Those these are the kind of fans that yes. would get. Okay, yes. now I'm trying to think. But the other one is is not like on this, not really on the same in the same era or same type of music. So as it's not like Duran Duran. is it like Tribe. No, the, are they? but oh Eminem. Yeah, okay, Eminem so is it's number Duran two. Duran Duran and Eminem, and they are they're the ones that are far far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So we got Duran Duran number one, Eminem number two, Pat Benatar number three, Dolly number four, and then who's in the fifth spot? Ooh. Um, and this is to me kind of random. Like I don't know that I would have guessed because they're not an active group anymore. Yeah, true. Not an active group anymore. Um, Although they could be. Oh yeah, easily. They and, wanted to. And if they yeah. were inducted, they would reunite and play. I, I think so too. Oh my god, I'm forgetting everything about the we ballot. Covered them recently. Oh god. Like in this last go around. Um. And we've only done four. I episodes. know. <laughs> This is you really little, don't remember stuff. I don't, You're right. I mean, I well, I do not know. I and and also, I think it's kind of fun. To, sure. Yeah. <laughs> to forget. Did you turn the oven off before you came <laughs> yeah, here today? I mean, I think so. I did blow out a candle before I left. I was pretty proud of myself. Oh my Smart. Smart um, so should we give it up to her? Should we tell wait, her? Okay. Wait. It's a band, and we've only covered. Uh, so <laughs> we covered. I'll tell you, it's not Beck. We just uh-huh. did Beck. It's uh, you know, we already mentioned Dolly. Wait a minute, Beck is not going to reunite with Beck and play. <laughs> yeah, Beck isn't <laughs> okay. Oh, so just, we did. Okay. We did Beck and Dolly, and um, this was the first one we did. Uh, <laughs> How many hints do it wasn't? Do you give her? I don't know. It's a duo. Oh, the Eurythmics. Oh, yeah. yes, Eurythmics. number five. Okay, Eurythmics. I wow, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, that yeah, they I would wouldn't be have the, predicted. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that they would just kind. It might be too. Sometimes the Brits get on there with the like. Does Kate Bush do okay in the fan vote at all? Ever she's probably toward the bottom. She's six, seven, eight. She's at number nine. So not not terrible. Not not bad. Not where I would have put her if I was thinking about who's got the most active online fans. She's got a hundred and. 124,000 plus votes. And there are a lot of people who like Kate Bush, but yeah, that's right in the middle. Mm. Okay. Eurythmics, number five. Number five. five. I, I would love it if they, you know. But that, I, yeah, I, would, I would love, I love to it. use this opportunity again to reiterate that the fan vote is meaningless. Yeah. Actually, Joe, I don't know if you were really um, explicit about what you mean by one of thousands. Maybe right. that's something so we can to break, let you, we can break let it, it down. Their yeah, break it down know. for me. Let me know how the fan vote works. The way the fan vote works is that the top five vote getters comprise one ballot as though the voters get were are one voter and they are they get one ballot and then that is contributed to the probably thousand ballots that the actual rock hall voters contribute and so there is no way it can make a difference. It can, so, and the people that vote don't really know this. They think that there no. something's happening. No, yep. I mean, and the Rock Hall pushes it. It's like kind of one of their internal marketing mechanisms, and it works. Obviously, like there are a lot yep. of people who vote on this thing, and it behooves them to make them think that they have a voice. But in the past few years, it has backfired, uh, and it hadn't really because when it debuted in like 2012, it just so happened from random correlation that the top vote getter every year got in. Cause That's we, how it should be, though. Don't I mean, you think? I mean, uh, well, that would mean that Dave Matthews' band would have been in three years ago. 
And w- yeah. Just like it's by virtue my, of the fact that yeah. a bunch of people online got online every yeah. day and clicked a button. Well, so, I mean, those are also people that are going to come to the Rock Hall and pay money to mm-hmm. come and see Dave Matthews sure. exhibit. So, but also, if there were, if the fans truly got one pick, like it would kind of diminish the honor a little bit. You could be like, oh yeah, Dave Matthews got in, but you know, they were a they were a fan vote, they so the, yeah. they didn't get okay, in the real. That makes way. sense. That also makes sense. But um, but it was the correlation of it was it tended to be the big populist um, classic rock acts. Mm-hmm. Like Def Kiss, Leopard. Chicago, Def Leppard. Yeah, it would every year. And so it would just rush. Um, it would correspond. Yeah. But then it, when Dave Matthews' band came around, it didn't. That was the first time it kind of proved the rule that it's not causation, it's it's correlation. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then the following year, Fela Kuti was in. I don't know the if Tina, if Tina finally Tina took over him? Fela, but it would, they were close to the to the top, and Fela did not uh, did not make it. All right, there we are. So now, now you know. You gave don't us the bother. rundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. You know, unless it feels good, if you get on and it feels good to you to click for your, it fave, seems a little nasty with the Duran Duran Eminem heads. I ha- I've been following it just a little bit. It seems nasty. And what do you get? Is there a fight on Reddit? What's happening? I think across probably all Twitter. social media, face probably Facebook seems like the place where that oh, would happen. Boy. But yeah, I think what? I just think why are they in competition with each other? Just so happens they have they, so they're, weird. they got the mobilized fan bases. I think they're I I think those are I think both, they're both getting, getting in. in. I think they're I both so. getting I in. I really likely. do. Eminem certainly and yeah, probably Duran Duran. Yeah, I really think so. Yeah. So all right, let's get into some music now. I ask you guys to each send me a song, but Joe, you said you would take point on this, and Kristen would be fine with that in the that tradition <laughs> of our show. Although Kristen did contribute. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm we, not I did like talk useless, to. and I do know <laughs> I don't, a lot I don't, about. I, like, I, I did not say you I are think useless. Maybe we've set this up that like I I'm dumb and don't do anything. Uh, what is Kristen I'm, doing here? I'm actually uh, quite informed. Uh, it's a choice that I've made, and I I had just uh, made the assumption that. Kristen didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> okay. But you know, we like I said, Kristen contributed and we we talked a little bit about some of these uh some of these songs. Look, the list uh, if you if you if you could come around and see, but don't just stay there. It says <laughs> it says R and R H O F colon Joe slash Kristen. So yeah. I, you both get credit in my iTunes library. As oh, as it should be. Yeah, yeah. And uh in alphabetical order, J before K. Perfect. Okay. And, uh, That's fine by me. K before S mm-hmm. with yeah, the last in, names. In both ways. Yeah. Uh, one more question. How many episodes do you guys have right now? Over 200. Over 200. And this is over four or five years. It's about f- a little over. F- Actually, we're coming up on our four year anniversary. I cannot soon. believe Because it was April 2018. We've been doing 2018. this show for four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my this, God. This is episode. Look, I can, I have a, I have a word doc I can pull up. This yeah, I've is, got an Excel spreadsheet. This is going to be episode 629. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Going into year 12. I'm never sick of it because like your podcast is about music, but it's a little bit, you know, there is, it has to be about the rock hall mm-hmm. too. Yes. Like, it's a bit narrowed. This, yes. this show can be anything. You do we, whatever we, you want. Yeah. We can play, you know, your favorite songs that have green in the title. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And then I can interview Ann Wilson. It just, it's all over the place. It's just music and hopefully fun. But, um. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Cool. I say don't take a break. Okay. Don't oh, yeah. stop the momentum. Keep it going. 
All right. Like you guys, do you, you guys always do it on Zoom or do you sometimes, if when it's not pandemic, do you guys get you together know, in the same room? We started off, I mean, obviously in 2018, there was, Zoom was not uh, right. on my not radar. Yeah. True. Um, no. That's true. We were in Joe's podcast nook. In- yeah, in my house. Uh, we have done it when we need to, like sometimes, some of our most fun episodes are, I reveal who becomes eligible. Okay. And I, and I, and I am exhausted. Like I start from the bottom of the rung. <laughs> we go from least likely to most likely to okay. be inducted. So this year I started with Aqua of Barbie Girl fame. Oh gosh. And then we worked our way up to Eminem. And, you know, it was maybe like 30 or so artists. You know, I, I don't do like, obviously there are bands and artists that are super obscure. I do ones that like I would think our listeners would recognize a song. Right. So, you know, we we make our way through. We do it like a guessing game. Like he'll play yes. clips from the artist and then like it'll be myself and a guest. And a guest and, fun. And, and try to ring in mm-hmm. and see if you can guess it. And we're at a point where it's like, you know, 96, that that was the year this year. And so that's very much in your wheelhouse yeah, and like, like our generation. Yes. Uh, and so between you and our guest, Cullen Crawford, it was like, you press it and it's like, and then they're like primitive radio gods. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and also when I reveal the nominees, I, I know the ballot and Kristen doesn't. So that's fun as well. I will play the song. Yeah. As the, nice. So we do that in person. And I, you know, I'd like to get back to doing it in person is, is more fun. This is so much mm-hmm. more fun than, yeah. than over Zoom. I agree. I uh, agree. But, so, but also with Zoom, we found that we get to talk to people all over the world. That's we true. used That's to really cool. be limited just, you know, who was going to drive out to Echo Park. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it is a commitment for people, you yeah. know, and people would make the trek. But, you know, if we have access to someone and it's just via Zoom, then that's and then so be it. If, if they are the person that is the best fit the for best, that topic. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten some really cool and interesting like experts just all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have. And now you don't have to explain to someone what Zoom is. No, everyone knows. Everyone knows what it is. And so the shorthand has just allowed us to have a yes. lot more access mm-hmm. yeah people people know how to do a video call yeah i uh before the pandemic i had many you know great rock guests come in come in person nancy wilson and you know, all kinds of people but then with zoom i was interviewing klaus mine from scorpions who lives in germany and you know yeah he was never going to come into the studio of from germany that. yeah that's so, so cool. i mean yeah it's there's there's pros and cons to both of it and i'm just wondering if i'm going to get celebrity guests in person again or are they or is everyone like we'll just do it through zoom it's easier it's so much easier yeah mm-hmm. but then some people might be sick of zoom and they're like no i would love to just sit down in person and do go it. somewhere so, yeah have yeah, a so who face-to-face knows? interaction yeah. yeah yeah but i appreciate you guys coming here today happy to do it yeah thanks All for right. having us let's get into this uh we're going alphabetically mm-hmm. and i will start with you guys obviously because you're the guests the first artist we're going to talk about is beck and now, now I, I picked uh, my favorite Beck song, which is on Kristen's favorite Beck album. Correct. Midnight Vultures. Um, and this to me, I don't know, Sex Laws is just, I think it's a perfect example of everything I like about Beck. Like it's danceable. It's got, well, the thing that we talked about, we just did a Beck album, a Beck uh, episode, and we were talking about kind of like one of the things that he manages to do that you don't see a lot of kind of indie rock people do is like be silly in mm-hmm. his music mm-hmm. and kind of have fun with it while also still being self-aware that he is poking fun. It doesn't go like, 
it doesn't go full Gen X snark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's still a bit silly and kind of whimsical without going full millennial whimsical. Yeah, it strikes a, a fun balance. And, you know, it's got all the Beck stuff of like weird sounds in it and samples that you don't know where they're coming from. Uh, but it's still fun and funky, but it's not like a full Prince pastiche. I would have picked Deborah. I know yeah. you would have, but like what I, I, it, this song to me is just more Beck. Yeah, I mean, Deborah is not very Beck. Exa- Deborah exactly. is essentially like a Flight of the Concords Prince song. Yeah, exactly. and is Deborah also on Midnight Vultures? It is. Yes, it's, it's the, the last track. track. And now, it's got a it's got one of those hidden tracks in there too. So yeah. sometimes you find it, you're like, why is this ten like, minutes long? Minutes long? <laughs> yeah. And then that's because it's two tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Sex Laws has two X's. What's up with that? It's just Beck being Just uh, having fun with it. Yeah. Why not go three X's and it's triple X? It's, well, that's too obvious. Again. All right. Beck's always going to zig All when right. you think he's going to zig. All right. You got me. Here's Sex Laws. Let's hear it. All right. Once we hear the title of the song, I fade away. Right perfect. Perfect. Was not sure how this was going to go. There you go. Yeah. We don't play it all, but we play a, we play a nice portion of it. Mm-hmm. So um, my Beck song is from Sea Change from 2002. Mm-hmm. And the song I chose is The Golden Age. And I picked it because it's different from mm-hmm. other Beck stuff. And that's important for me because, you know, if you want an artist that does different stuff, not always doing the yeah. exact same thing. And if you want if you want that, yeah. Beck is a great artist yeah. for that because so many of his albums just are are so different from the one before. Yeah. And he really does send like he kind of swings a pendulum or flips a coin every other album. It's yeah. going to be up tempo, down tempo, up tempo, down tempo kind of throughout the career. It's like been that way. And so, yeah, because Sea Change is the album that came out right after, after Midnight Vultures. Yeah. Midnight Vultures and it's, so. it's so much different from what we just heard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is the golden age. Put your hands on the wheel Let the golden age begin So it's almost like a completely different artist. Mm-hmm. Fully. Have you either have either of you seen Beck in concert? 
Uh, no, I haven't. Although Kristen has a fun story about that. Yeah, I was supposed to see him in 2003 at a like a cursed festival. <laughs> um, you didn't know it was cursed going yeah, in. Yeah, I didn't know. It was like a festival that was supposed to happen over two days in like a field in upstate New York. <laughs> okay. And then it got condensed to one day at Giant Stadium in New Jersey. And, and this was like kind of before they had really figured out festivals like US in, festivals in the were way not, like, that we know them now. What was it called? What was the festival called? Oh God, I remember. It was like called Field Day, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty day. sure it was called Field Day. And um and so it got it got condensed to one day. It got moved to a stadium. Fine. And then showed up on that day. It rained all day long. And <laughs> oh the three God. headliners were uh, the Beastie Boys, Beck, and Radiohead. Wow. Yeah, it was like wild. That's amazing. Insane, right? And um, I, the Beastie Boys are one of my favorite bands, and I was had been so excited to see them, and I go, and like, they were terrible. Like, they were so out of practice. They kept <laughs> screwing up. They had to stop their tracks several times and just like regroup together. Oh it was embarrassing. And I love them. So like, it was really hard to watch. But then, and then it took so long for them to set up the stage for Beck next. The, the lights are out. It says his name, all of that. And like I say, it had been raining all day long. And so we're, everyone's just like ready for this. And then he... uh is about to take the stage and we hear an announcement. Uh, um, we're so sorry, everyone. Um, Beck uh, has to be taken to the hospital. He had slipped and tripped on his way to oh the stage and had like hurt himself. And that injury uh, is one that we our had guest- had been informed by our guest, Matthew Perpetua, that apparently ever since then, he was like never as- um, Agile or yeah. like kind of- Spry. Um, spry on stage. Wow. That's because like, he was because he was afraid to be or because he was so physically- I think it was like the injury plus the fear. Yeah, because yeah. he's a slight gentleman. Yeah, he he's is. very he's thin. He's a wisp of a man. Yeah. And in his heyday, he was known to really like cut yeah, a rug on yeah. stage. And so, oh, that's sad. Yeah, it was. And then, so then they had to reset the stage, but then Radiohead came out and played for two and a half hours and it was incredible. So, uh, you know, a you real- had a, You had a, a close that's brush. A, that's yeah. rough. Ugh. Yeah. I, uh, I saw the Beastie Boys before they were like, the Beastie Boys. I saw them when they opened for Madonna on the Like a Virgin. Oh tour. my gosh! Wow. The like old school. Yes, the old that school. Very yeah. first. That was their first. I mean, they and, toured with and, other people. Yeah, everyone was just like, that what was, is, "Who are? What is this? Why is this the Madonna's opening band?" Doing? Yeah, exactly. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's so. That, what what a great time to see them. Wow! But because it was because they weren't the Beastie Boys yet, you know, I didn't pay much attention when they were on. I mean, we watched, but I. I don't have any vivid memories of it mm -hmm. being, it seemed very sloppy and very like, sure, just goofing yeah. around. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Pat Benatar. My gal. You think she's going to get in this year? No. <laughs> she's really on the cusp. She is someone she's... who I have threatened uh, two years ago. She was on the ballot and. And seemed I, like a lock. And she seemed like a lock. Yeah. And I straight up said, I will quit the show if she doesn't get in. And uh, as we've seen, I have no integrity. Nope. Uh, here you are. I'm You're still, still here. doing the show. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I would maybe, and this is uh, being optimistic, I would say that she she has a chance and and will get in this year, but like it is if not a surprise seven, if she doesn't. It's possible. I think I she's like. the most classic rock artist on the ballot this year, and betting against that traditionally is not a wise move. Yeah, but they're just lest we forget she's a woman. Though <laughs> I know, and then and there's I mean we shouldn't pit the women against each other, but I mean there's there's Dolly, and then 
you know, Annie Lennox is in the Eurythmics and Carly, Carly. and Kate and Dionne yeah. Warwick. I mean, I mean, yeah, Dolly, I'd say Dolly, Dolly is, is a lock. Dolly is the lock of She's getting the most votes, she has I would to be say. We think Carly is also going to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just then and those her, two might cancel out connection. Pat Benatar. Yeah, it feels like for that last slot, like Dion could squeak in, Eurythmics could squeak in, like Rage. Like I, I'm just thinking more just mm-hmm. of who it's competitive this year more so than it's been in recent past. It's not as easily predictable. And yeah. It's always a different number of people who gets in. It's not like always like, it's always going to be eight or seven. It seems it's to just vary. Bare minimum five. Uh, they haven't done a, a five year, a five inductee class i think since 2018 20 2019 was seven 2020 was six 2021 was six although they are utilizing these side categories Mm. starting last year more than they ever have yeah and we think mc5 shaka khan are really primed to be snuck in through the side categories yeah Mm. i don't know if they'll go i don't know if they'll do it necessarily this year i I would love it if they did because i need to see shaka khan in the Hall as soon as, as, soon as possible. possible. Yeah, and I just also need to see her live, so it would be great if yeah. I also got to see that. And yeah. it, it, these uh these veteran artists who are not going to be around, mm-hmm. you know, forever. I think they should get in. The and priority. So they can enjoy yeah. it when while we they're. Get to Dion, we'll yeah. really be chatting yeah. about that. All right. Yeah, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of artists who are in their seventies and you know. Dion's in her 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, more more than we usually see on a ballot. Well, Carly and Dolly, they're both in their 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lionel. Lionel, yeah. yeah. Lionel's in his 70s? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like he's 70. Pat is 69, I think. Woo! Yeah. She's you getting know, there. You know, I just, I would love it if it happened for her. I'd be really yeah. so psyched. Uh, she does not engage yeah, with the Yeah, she hall, doesn't really which I think play the game, her. which I think is going to be... It has yeah. not served her well in the past. She almost thumbs her nose at it. Yeah, yeah, without doing it explicitly. Right, right. She's just like, whatever. Yeah, she's not pulling a Todd Rundgren. She's just... <laughs> right, she's somewhere in between the Go-Go's and Todd exactly. Rundgren. The Go-Go's who were so excited and posted about it all the time. And, you know, it, you could tell it mattered to them. Yeah, I, li- I and I kind of liked that they wanted it. Yeah, Why them, not? them and, and the zombies were similar. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it works out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and not, and you know, you can also, like Kristen but said, be a Todd Rundgren, Todd Rundgren. And, and fully say, "I'm not going to show up, and I don't care," and then you care. you get in anyway. And I feel like he really doesn't care, and I really feel like he's a guy that really doesn't. Yeah, although sometimes, he's, although he's in, <laughs> he is in, and also sometimes you say you don't care so much, it gets to a point where you're like. What's going on here? Do you do is it? Do you M- me feel he doth protest yeah. too much? Like, do you feel you He's like projecting care a little bit, and like you're so uncomfortable, and you feel like you need to re- maintain this kind of antiquated idea of a rock star who yeah. doesn't give a shit? Anyway, it was right. a, it was a bummer he didn't show up last year. So, but I think Pat would come. I mean, mm-hmm. she's on. Oh, it's out tours. here this year, right? It is. Uh-huh. She lives out here, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think she's savvy enough to know that, like, it's even just for press purposes for publicity purposes you show up that like does a great deal it's big. Yeah, yeah it's good it's good so who picked this pat benatar song did you pick it or did Kristen pick it i picked it what is it i picked shadows of the night i love this song yeah this um, song rules kicks ass it's got a great she rocks melody. like here's the thing about pat benatar she absolutely yes, rocks she's rock and, and roll. this she song rips. kicks ass and it's very cool and i she, love a song that 
starts uh, starts just with the essentially the chorus. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> just like doesn't waste any time. Yeah. No, she's great. I actually got I got to turn up the mixing board so that when I start it, we don't miss any of it. So here we go. Shadows of the night. I'm getting nervous. We're running with the shadows of the night. So baby, take my hand, it'll be all right. Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. They'll come true in the I'm actually getting chills listening to this song. I mean, this is stadium rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. It's a cold world when you keep it all to yourself. And Judge Reinhold's in the video. Oh, Come on. Wow. <laughs> okay. Maybe he'll induct them. <laughs> That's something. Such a good song. Yeah. So good. I, I rarely listen to music with like this quality of headphones. Yeah, same. I was like really loving. Like both Beck and and Pat Benatar. I'm like picking up on stuff that I, I don't think I knew. That's what everybody says. Because I don't listen to music like this either unless yeah. I'm recording the podcast. It's my favorite thing is when there's a, a music artist sitting across from me and we play their music mm-hmm. and they'll be like, well, I haven't listened to this. You know, they, no one listens mm-hmm. to their own yeah, music. Yeah. And it's really fun because then they tell me stuff that they <laughs> sure. just remember uh-huh. but hearing like the, 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 that like harmony in the, the very beginning that I don't the, think I've yeah. ever registered is really great I love it because these headphones were free so that makes it sound even <laughs> that better that much sweeter that much yes. better yeah alright I just so happened to pick a Pat Benatar song off of the same album mm. uh, not because it's my favorite Pat Benatar album this is just always my go to Benatar song and it's Little Too Late mm. do you remember this one? I don't know that I know it here we go you'll know it I don't know it. I like it a lot. You're glad you know it now. Yeah. Well, it's the thing of like, I did not uh, grow up in the era of Pat Benatar, so I really just know what classic rock radio has right. decided I should know. You know? Yes. And I'm way older than you two, so I remember this was a video. Okay, sure. You know, oh, when, I'm, when MTV I remember was like the Love is a Battlefield video yeah. being mm-hmm. in constant rotation when I was young. And I remember uh, like 
that's the one. That's like when I think of Pat Benatar growing up, I think of the, the Love is a Battlefield yeah. video. video. And her, her um, shimmying yeah. uh, <laughs> in yeah. a fight. When she talks about that video, she says that she doesn't dance. So yeah. it's very awkward for her to do that video. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell. Well, I remember that from the pop-up video from that, oh, yeah, which is also right, something right. that Joe and I connect mm-hmm. on. And that was like that was one of VH1's 100 greatest videos. So like I was exposed to it that way. And mm-hmm. So who gets in? Is does Pat and Neil get in? Yes. Yeah. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's Pat. Mm-hmm. And Weirdly Neil enough, in. that's a fully unprecedented move, but I am sure that is at her and likely his insistence. Yeah. Well, I'm sure him. Yeah. Yes. He wants. But, you know, they they check in with her, I think, for that type of stuff. And it was, I I wouldn't be shocked if it was like, it's him and me or it's, you're not getting me. Can I tell you my Pat Benatar story? Please. Yes. Which uh, people who listen to the show, they know this story. But I'm going to tell you too because you don't know it. Right. So Pat Benatar, you know, she'll play at the Canyon Club, which is very close to the house. It's about 15 minutes. So uh, these autographs on the wall, I've got all these myself. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who likes to, I just like it. I like to wait mm-hmm. and meet the artist and get an autograph. So I'm out there one night after the Pat Benatar show. I'm the only person waiting. The only one. Hmm. So I'm standing there. Uh, I'm unassuming. I don't look dangerous. I'm just holding my album out. And here comes Pat. And she walks down the little ramp. And I said, Pat, could I get a signature? And she says, uh, just let me get in here for a second. And she goes over and she gets in the town car. So I'm like, okay, she's probably going to get in there and get organized and then she'll just roll down the window and call me over. So I'm still waiting, just waiting. And then Neil Geraldo comes down the ramp and I said, Neil, could I get a signature? And he says, oh, buddy, I can't do that. Hmm. And then he gets in the town car and then the town car drives away. And I was like, so disappointed, man. I'm like, I'm the only You're guy. You're the only guy. The only she guy just here. played like a small venue, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. And, you know. It, and you brought her album. The album that album? you bought and a signature takes, what, less than one second? A second. Yes. That, that. It's very disappointing. And what was even more disappointing is I had just read her autobiography. Mm-hmm. And like in it, it says like, I love my fans. There's nothing I won't do for my fans. And I'm just like. Mm. Well, I know one thing. I know, yeah. one, I know one guy that you wouldn't do anything for. So that's too bad. Very disappointing. Aww, that's too bad. Pat. Well, you know what? That's going to make it a little bit sweeter, easier for when me she to doesn't take. Get when in when she doesn't get in, I'll be like, this is for you. Yeah. 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 So getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, moving on. Kate Bush. So I let, I let Kristen pick oh, yeah, I this, one. this one. Uh, <laughs> not that I don't like Kate Bush, but like I just have never had a, a phase with Kate Bush where yeah. I like really got in the music. I really respect her and the stuff I I know I like quite a bit. But 
Yeah, I love her. I not I'm not like a super fan. I'm mm-hmm. not like I don't listen to the full albums 24, you know, all day long. Yeah. I don't have the dances memorized. Um things like that. There uh but I really like her and I love this song. Like I think this song for a while was like my alarm clock, you know. Oh, wow. It's That's a very, great. you know, it's about kind of optimism. It's called cloud busting. It's like brace busting through the clouds like I think that something good can happen and I just believe that it will it's really hard to make a an optimistic or positive song that does not sound corny right. and I think that this one manages to do it right that uh, isn't that isn't a, a stadium rock anthem yeah. or like don't stop believing or yeah, something yeah or cheesy. that isn't like cloying or cheesy yeah. you know this song is like lovely and kind of bright it makes me feel like really good to hear it and she has such an interesting voice and she's just like you know she's not for everyone it's wild to me that she's so famous i mean especially in the uk yeah yeah because the voice for me the voice is like is she good or is she not good that's how the voice is for me sometimes. It's so singular. Yes. It's like, how do you it's evaluate like it? It's like Joanna Newsom now. I feel like it's like- Well, she has yeah, created a, a lane for now yeah. other women to sing not unlike her. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, cloud busting. Let's hear it through these great headphones that everyone's <laughs> enjoying. <laughs> I still dream of organon. I wake up crying. your alarm that woke you up the part where she the, in the chorus she says like you know i just know that something good is going to happen i don't know when well that's actually a nice <laughs> thing to like wake up really to one that's of a the nice mo- sentiment. it's like a, yeah Reaffirm. when you wake it when you wake up you're like yeah i just know that something good is going to happen and just saying it can really make it happen yeah. you're like yeah it's like she was pre-manifesting you know sure. way back when before the secret <laughs> there was kate bush uh, that sounds like it could be the name of a Kate Bush album, The yeah. Secret. <laughs> the Ooh. Secret. Oh, for sure. Now, the song I picked is from 1978. It's from the album called The Kick Inside. And the reason I picked this song is because the reason I know this song is because Pat Benatar did a version of mm. it. Oh. The song is called Wuthering Heights. Oh, yeah. Sure. This, uh, this is a very famous video as well. Yes. So here we go. I wonder if she can still sing like this because 
If, if she couldn't, it would be disappointing if you went to see her in concert, wouldn't it? I don't think she performs anymore, really. Oh, yeah. She's a known she's recluse. She's like a recluse. She's okay. like uh, a reclusive pothead. Um, yeah. She's, she lives like on a farm and like, yeah. probably grows her own pot. Uh, but yeah, she, I mean, she wrote that when she was 18. She was, I mean, you can you can hear how yeah. young she is. Uh, and But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I almost chose Hounds of Love, which is like another, you know, famous one, just a famous mm-hmm. yeah. one, off the probably most Off's famous the album, most famous album, yeah. you know, which I discovered. I was I got into Kate Bush probably within the last ten years, you know, but mm-hmm. in the like aughts, there was a like. I don't know what you would call it. Maybe like an indie punk, like a post-punk kind of indie band called the Future Heads that did a cover of uh, Hounds of Love, like a British right. band. And i that's how I discovered that song or even like Kate Bush. So it's like a cover yeah. can bring you to a thing. There's a, and there's a lot of uh, Kate Bush cover songs that were more popular in America than any of her songs. Like what? Uh, this Woman's Work was oh, the oh, yeah. covered by one Maxwell. Is and, very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's in a John Hughes film, She's Having a Baby. That song mm-hmm. makes me cry. I can't oh, hear that song. Oh, yeah, I mean. The, oh, and that song that she does with Peter Gabriel on So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't um, Give Up. Don't Give Up. Oh, that also that, makes me cry. That's that the first song, time I knew about Kate Bush because yeah. I had that album. That song. Oh, that, that song and that video, though. <laughs> we watched that video recently. It was just like. It's just them embracing and spinning like it's like they're almost on a lazy susan or something and like or the camera i don't think the camera's moving i think it's them and they're just spinning and they're just holding on to each other and nothing else happens well he was tired of having a train run through his ear (laughs) having to do stop motion stripped it down they just stripped it down i've done the most and now i will do the least uh yeah well and i mean obviously i think the biggest kate bush song is running up that hill yes it is it is yeah at least in america yeah in america now she doesn't have a chance of getting in this year. No, there she does not. No, there's, there's no, no way. way. There's be. no way. It's there's, very cool she's on the ballot. Yes. And has been on the ballot at this point three and times. And I love it because it keeps us talking about her. Mm-hmm. And it, like, again, gets people discovering her music. Mm-hmm. It, she is an interesting artist. Yeah. You know, she is not an obvious artist at no, all. No, not at and all. So, And she's, like, also... A challenging artist, I think, for some people. She's She's not immediately accessible. Fiona Apple is kind of like a new Kate Bush in a way, Mm because she is a challenging artist and Mm -hmm. not everyone's cup of tea and is Mm -hmm. always doing different things. Yes. Although I do think Fiona Apple is. Well, because she came up in like the Lilith Fair time, like there just was more kind of mainstream interest in that kind of There was a place to put her at that point. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. Kate Bush had blazed the trail. Yep. Yep. All right. Devo. Mm. Yay. Man. And uh, so this is this is the first track off of Freedom of Choice, uh, which most people would know as the album that has Whippet on it. Mm. But that album is great and full. And it's not the album people talk about. Usually it's Q, Are We Not Men? Yeah. Uh, A, We Are Devo. Uh, but I just, yeah, I, I love this uh, album. And I, Girl You Want is is the track. And it's just. I would have picked this song if you hadn't. Gets, this song gets me rocks. bopping. It's so this good. This song rocks. Yeah. It just does. Here we go. Girl You Want with a U. Just the girl, the girl you want 
sometimes I get into the song and I forget to fade it down. I just want right. to hear the whole yeah, song. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, yeah. There was a moment where you were, I think you were texting Pat, and you were, the way you were using your your pointer finger for it, it felt like you were playing the song <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> um, do you text with your thumbs or do you use thumbs. your thumbs? thumbs. Yeah, I can't do thumbs. Yeah. See, that's the age difference. They might be generational a, divide. Yeah. Generational divide. I should try it though, right? I shouldn't. Uh, oh yeah, it's because just more it's conducive. Easier. And easier I just yeah. try. Yeah. But and I mess I mess up with, with my <laughs> I mess up with my index finger. I'm afraid these two fat thumbs are really mm. gonna mess up. Well, you know, you get used to it. I'm yeah. gonna try it. Um, I have seen Devo live. I saw them recently at the YouTube Theater, which is the new like smallish space. I heard it's an amazing place to oh see music. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect because uh, it's brand new. It's yeah. part of the SoFi complex down in Inglewood. Um, and like, it's a combination probably of the space, the sound, and the fact that it was Devo and they played the perfect set. It might be my favorite concert wow, I've ever been to. that's terrific. After all these years. Yeah, fully. And, and like, because they, they, they played the hits. They Like every song they played, I knew... And they're so much fun. And it just, I, the way the theater is, you don't, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Mm -hmm. And the sound was just really good. I just really, sometimes you go to a concert, like I've been to the bowl a bunch, which I'll keep going to the bowl. But like, if you don't have great seats at the bowl. Yes. You're watching a jumbotron. That's a a rich person's venue, Mm -hmm. the the Hollywood bowl for sure. Um, But yeah, yeah, you you lose the visual and you lose a lot of the sound Mm -hmm. too. So you don't feel like you're in it. But when I saw Devo, I really felt like I was in it and I had a great time. And Devo's also great fist pumping, hopping around, like pogoing music. So Mm -hmm. I was just, I had the time of my life. And uh, Devo's from Ohio. Yes, from Akron. Does that help them get into the Hall of Fame that's in Cleveland? Well, this is their their third go around, so probably not. it has so far, and it's unlikely this year. Well, yeah, because it would be nice for Devo to get in when the ceremony is in Cleveland, you know? And I know... Ohio. It also does not matter, though. No, like, it would have been nice for Jay Z to get in when the, the ceremony was in New York. And, like, yeah, and it, Nine Inch Nails to get in Cleveland. Yeah, and like, right. yeah they not, don't. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, I, but it's it's cool it's to cool. think about. Yeah, the best ver, best example of that is they don't do it in L.A. very often. They've done no. it maybe twice in L.A. They did in '93. They did it in 2013. And in 2013, uh, Randy Newman was inducted. And of course, they opened yeah. it with uh, "I Love LA." With short people, <laughs> <laughs> short people, yeah. And Randy is at the piano, and he, you know, he does the opening. Hate New York City is Golden Stamp, blah blah blah. And then when they, uh, when they, the song kicks in, like the lights came up, and then it's a full band, mm-hmm. and Tom Petty, wow. Jackson Brown, and John Fogerty are there, and they each take a verse. That's great. And it was awesome. That's fantastic. And, and this is very corny, but I kind of love it. The big screen on the background had like people, people surfing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so are you two going to go to the ceremony this year? Because it's in LA. How do yeah. we not go? I mean, we go every year. We go when you it's go a destination. We went to Cleveland year? last yeah. year. It's we a went destination. to New York three years ago. We would have gone to Cleveland last year if it had or, been a you know, live. 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020. And you travel together? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we do, we you do share a hotel room. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't go that far. But okay. we do a uh, the idea is to do a live show like the night before yeah, great. the the ceremony, which we did in Cleveland, and it was so much it was fun. So fun. We yeah, had it was a, great. and that was our first time being able to do that. Our plans had been you know shifted because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. We had ideas and, and designs <laughs> and plans and stuff. But yeah, when we got to do that, it was uh, it was so cool. Now, have you tried to get press credentials? 
Um, I have before. I didn't really try this hard this last time around because we were coming with a lot of people. Okay. Like my girlfriend came, Kristen's sister was there, my friend Bill was there. So it's like we were running with a crew of five people and it was like – are we going to yeah. abandon them? We'll, so get, we, you we'll know. take our press credentials to the back. You guys enjoy the show from the nosebleeds. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, Bill always kind of fucks it up. Ah, oh, man, we don't we don't want to leave Bill no, alone. No. Bill, you can't. <laughs> you can't. That's bad news. But yeah, so I mean, we ended up getting pretty decent, probably the best seats for that price point. Uh, it was very fun. the The show was good this year. It was, yeah, it was really, really. The great. one we went to a few years ago dragged a little bit you mm-hmm. know still like, good still, still a lot of good, fun but it dragged this last which one dragged who was who was inducted it was 2019 so it was the zombies jeff leopard stevie nicks janet jackson Dude, that sounds like a great one how does that drag uh is this long it was, it was the, long it was long okay and the speeches were long the cure got in and roxy music wow mm-hmm. did you see me just yeah just firing yeah, it up. that was good firing you know stuff up. who I says do. you don't remember stuff i, I mean that and, was a and really, i don't know if you said radiohead but i did yeah. not but they didn't perform so it's like janet jackson didn't perform radiohead didn't perform is that those mm-hmm. are the only two that didn't yeah. that's disappointing when they don't perform it sucks yeah it yeah. sucks especially like radiohead a band that was like Touring at the time, so and could have done it and had easily could have done it. Terrible excuses for why they didn't. Right. Yeah. Some of them showed great. up. Great, yeah. yeah. I, w- w- I would have melted our faces. And Janet Jackson, someone who I had been like so vocally mm. excited about getting in, it was disappointing that she didn't perform. But they couldn't meet her production needs, and she was about to prep for that. She had like a residency in Vegas coming up, and mm. I think she didn't want to do anything less than like. A lot. Yeah, 100%. See, look, how cool would it be if she just came out with an acoustic guitar player and went through some songs? That would be so cool. I mean, Why I would have to... loved to have seen anything, yeah, anything. Really from her. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. She's particular. Well, and, and then that beyond has... that, the show was still long. And it was because right. also people were just, because we missed two performances, there was more talking. Uh, although that, that was a kind of particular year or a peculiar year because the they chose to make the performances really long usually it's three songs set the cure played five songs wow roxy music roxy played, played like a, a medley they did like four or five songs including like a medley uh so they which was cool to mm-hmm. hear them play more than they usually would and i I'm, I'm never complaining about the length but no it definitely like stevie nicks had a had a long improvised speech where we did see from our seats the prompter, the prompter said flashing. like wrap up <laughs> you know flashing wow. red yeah yeah it's your second time stevie yeah mm-hmm. and like cool that Keep she's the, the pers- first woman to get in two times yeah uh but you know she, yeah she was like rambling about you know and i saw Heim the other day and i was like so what do you guys got to do solo the way i did solo but don't break up the band you keep the, th- the trick is you keep the band together and we were just like uh-huh <laughs> she like had a piece of paper in her hand that she was waving around never that she never once it. looked at thank god i yeah. know it, it's it like went longer 20 minutes in she's like and now the paper the people then, <laughs> the people i want to thank are on this paper yeah it was that one was long but this most recent one i thought was a lot of fun and it was it was probably around the same length though yeah. there was more crammed in there because mm-hmm. um, there were 13 nice. total inductees. And, and where's the, what's the venue out here? Is it? Uh, I think it's going to be the Microsoft Theater all right. down in, in like near the Staples Center. Yeah. I believe. It's not, that's not real big. It's not. No, I'm, you know, we saw in Cleveland, it was at the Rocket Mortgage mm-hmm. 
stadium, which is where the Cavs play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the comparable venue would be the Stable Center. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like they're going... Crypto.com. Excuse me. Joe. The Crypto.com. Yeah, the crypto, I can't say that. I no, have to say Staples Center. Um, it's like I, I'm from Chicago and it'll always be the Willis Sears Tower. Tower yeah. But... No. It's not the Sears Tower anymore? No. What's it called now? Oh, don't make us say it. What are you talking about, Willis? It's called the Willis Tower. It got changed like a long time no, ago. No. It's the Sears Tower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, from what I understand, I don't think that has been announced. Uh, listen, did they? was the fact that the ceremony in LA was not supposed to be announced and it yeah. accidentally got announced on our show? Listen, I can't. <laughs> certain uh, articles on Deadline will tell you that that's what happened, but I will not confirm it. <laughs> All right, let's hear another Devo song. I picked a song off the album that came out uh, after um, the uh, Freedom of Choice album. It's called The New Traditionalists. Mm -hmm. This song is Beautiful World. Great one. Another upbeat, optimistic joint. Yes, uh, except at the, at, I love the twist at the end, which is he keeps saying "for you, for, for you, 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 not me." <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Eurythmics, Devo, and Duran Duran all take up that same yeah, new wave. Era. A new wave yeah, that era. era. Well, mm-hmm. and also something that I'm hearing now that we're like really listening to these songs all together. It's like we have solidly entered the '80s eligibility. Yeah, like true. Synth, the yeah. synth is is ever present mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. in so many of these uh artists it's it's really a it's a it, it's a shift and and way too late like the yeah. we're hitting artists now that are you know eligible from the mid almost late 90s and we're just now getting to the 80s and the most a lot of these artists are not still not going to get in it's, right. it's you know the idea that like now we're getting to the 80s is uh kind of speaks to the backlog of of artists speaking of synthesizer and keyboards we're coming up to duran duran a friend of mine worked uh he was in production in television production he worked on a show that duran duran was on and uh he told me that nick rhodes does not play keyboards he pushes buttons that play things but he doesn't like play. it's like a programmed keyboard yes like he doesn't because he, he was like saying <laughs> like nick was there and my friend said to whoever his handler was oh does nick want to go up and try the keyboard out and play and she's like oh, that's not really what exactly what nick does interesting so he doesn't really like he like he couldn't go to a party and they had a piano hey nick play something mm. Yeah, mm, I don't feel like it right now because push the button. Yeah, because I don't know how. Yeah, isn't <laughs> that, isn't special... that it's kind of a I mean, yeah, I do believe it in a way. I don't know. I you know I just don't really know what that means I know. exactly. Here's the thing: you're not coming to Duran Duran for, for their the virtuosity musical of the technique. Keyboard player. It's not what you're coming to them for, and that's just, so it, whether okay. he does it or doesn't, it really. Doesn't I just matter. want to throw out some salacious gossip. Yeah. That's what I it, want to do. Yeah, don't please continue. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Duran Duran in concert? No, 
I have not. I saw them when they, they came to the Staples Center, the reunion tour with Andy Taylor. I think it was the album was Astronaut that was out. Okay. That was fantastic. And the crowd was the best looking group of people I've ever mm. seen in my life. Like everyone was like dressed like really nice. It wasn't just like jeans and t-shirts and whatever. Everyone liked, it was amazing. It was like an event and it was, they were great. Well, I haven't seen Duran Duran play, but I saw Simon Laban and John Taylor induct Roxy Music. Yes. Now that's cool. And we, and we got to hear some people who very clearly were there in the stadium to see those two people. To see those two guys induct? Yes. No, no one else. Wow. There was they the whooping of a middle-aged woman. Wild. A hive. <laughs> the Fab Five. Yeah. All right. What song do you got? Uh, it, I believe I picked Is There Something I Should Know. I would have picked this one too. Which this is, is just amazing. Uh, just a, a great song. And like also maybe not the song you not hear the most. Yeah, no. exactly. But it is just, it's so great. It's so in- infectious and a lot of fun. Let's hear it. Please, please tell me now. A little loud. Apologize. like shadows of the night it starts right out with the uh yeah. with yeah, the they, title they, of the song they give you what you want immediately and i appreciate that yeah i'm not here to waste time <laughs> yeah don't bore us get to the chorus right out of the box they do it thank uh, you i picked a song from 2011 look at you wild move from the wild boy over here <laughs> oh the, there you go from the album notoriously wild all you need is now just to, mm. just to show you know some more recent stuff and when i say recent it's 11 years old now but here we go all you need is now. recent for duran duran yeah no If we had money and we were betting, we all would bet that Duran Duran gets in, correct? Yes. Uh, they're I would not say as odds are good. Odds but are good. They're, they're not, not as sure a shot yeah. as as Eminem. Yeah, or Dolly, or okay. But yeah, I, I'm. Think yeah, I would say Dolly is the strongest 
currency, mm-hmm. you know, like the, her mm-hmm. odds are the highest. Yeah. But M&M yeah, second. Duran, Duran, I would put probably in my fifth or sixth slot, which, you know, not the safest slots, right. but, but I think, I think it's likely to happen. Um, and what about the people who say Dolly's not rock and roll? I mean, they're not wrong, <laughs> but Dolly's also a transcendent uh, pop cultural force. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why she will get in. In terms of genre bias, though, and, and we, we kind of delved into this, we we have a a good Dolly episode really recently. Episode about um, but, you know, rock and roll incorporates a lot of things. And one of those things, as we've seen recently, more so is uh, pop, you know, mm-hmm. with artists like Whitney Houston mm-hmm. or, you know, even like, you know, Duran Duran's Duran a rock Duran. band, but they're a, they're very they're a pop. synth pop yeah. band also. Um, and so Dolly is one of the most successful and kind of set the template for the country pop crossover yeah especially for female country artists and she has you know like nine to five that is a pop song it is you know Mm -hmm. and she always has a little bit of country something in in those pop songs just to make sure you know her her bass doesn't get too upset Mm -hmm. but she has you know islands in the stream i mean both those songs went to number one on the pop charts so she had a she wasn't i think there are artists that you know if all their uh everything that they've accomplished is on the country charts yeah, they're maybe not... It's less of a case to yeah, make. for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I feel like Dolly is such a major crossover artist that to include her makes sense to me. She's also just a ubiquitous cultural mm. unifying force. There is just not... The the worst thing you could say about her is she's not rock and roll. I mean, like, yeah. like get out of here. I, like, she's she is so talented mm-hmm. and... Uh, important to yeah. so many p- different types of people that she's just like she's undeniable as far as like the the force yeah. behind her especially in 2022 it's like she's, no we're vaccinated yeah and it's because of her <laughs> and it's because of her like we're she's going right in and i i kind of feel that dolly her personal life she's she is rock and roll because she never really cares what people think she's gonna do what she wants to do. And for me, that's rock and roll. She she certainly has, she has, she can have a rock and roll attitude. Yeah. yeah. Rock and roll but attitude. But it's so funny, yeah. she also has like the sweetest, she like, you know, uh, compassionate attitude as well. Yeah, that'll be a, a standing ovation when Dolly walks out to she accept She made the kindness rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. But you know, honestly, the, that... <laughs> there's a lot of artists uh who like I I just think about like Taylor Swift is going to get into the rock hall. You know, it's it's a, a ways away, but that is yeah. likely yeah. to happen and not having Dolly in there before her doesn't make a ton of no, sense. No, that wouldn't be right. You know, so that to me getting Dolly in while she's still she will be there and she'll perform and she mm-hmm. will sound great getting that uh taken care of I think is a is a good thing for the hall to do. I think when Hall and Oates got in in their induction speech they named all the artists that influenced them that weren't in mm-hmm. and that they kind of felt like weird to be in if these people weren't. Yeah, so I like that I cool. like that move. That That's happens every move. once in a while. Yeah. We yeah. saw that Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters did a, a similar thing and you know anytime someone does that, you know, it's w- what a menchy move, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to to let people know like hey we, we Did still can mention Dolly. They didn't mention no, <laughs> that. That would have been funny Dolly. to me. No, they no. mentioned a lot of like no, Philly, no. Philly soul. Yes, exactly. That's groups. the kind of artist they named. Yeah. All right. Eminem. 
Here he comes. He's a lock. Wait, did we skip Dolly? We're not going to listen to uh, her P. song? Oh, that would she's be under in P. P. She's in P. Oh, okay. P. Yeah. I'm like, we're at Durant. Uh, what's yeah. happening here? Um, yeah. yeah. Eminem is, you know, I, I would have told you it was getting in this year 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. It, they Every year there's one, the big the biggest rapper on the ballot gets in. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, a point in the Rock Hall's favor, especially, I mean, like there is a... Uh, inconsistent relationship with the hall and hip hop. Yeah. But to their credit, they uh, almost always seem to get in the obvious choice as soon as they're eligible. Right. Will likely be Eminem this year, was Jay Z last year, was Biggie, Biggie the year before, was Tupac. Tupac, Public Enemy, Run DMC. These are all artists that got in as soon as they were eligible. And you picked a song, it's a Dr. Dre song featuring Eminem, but I have mm-hmm. it queued up. Right where Eminem right. starts. Because this is an iconic verse. It's like this one of his like, one of Eminem's best verses, and it almost is just a, a duet between Dr. Dre and Eminem. And it's one of his kind of like least problematic mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and yeah, I, I to me this is like one of his best moments. Yeah. And so that's that's why I picked Forgot About Dre. But still, if you're listening in the car with your children, you might want to uh, skip <laughs> yeah. it. So here we go. So fuck y'all, all of y'all If y'all don't like me, blow me Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me And turn me back to the old me Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade Nowadays everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade So what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Or anyone trying to bring trouble your way? One of his off things in the blood of your way? Yeah. Just study your tape of N.W.A. One day I was walking by with a walkman on When I caught a guy, give me an awkward eye She looked and him up in the parking lot But it's dark and I I don't give a fuck if One it's dark and I least problematic versus <laughs> But I'm drunk as fuck Good Right God. next to a humongous truck in a two-car garage I'm out with two broken legs Trying to walk it off All right, Eminem I mean, but that's just emblematic of like what Of, M- of Eminem yeah. It's like And it sounds good do you know what i mean like it gets you psyched Mm -hmm. like you hear it you're pumped you kind of maybe want to cause some trouble (laughs) you know that's like what rock music is supposed to do to you and like that song you know and eminem's music in general kind of succeeds on that uh front i will say yeah, I mean Eminem and Dolly getting in the same night. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's to me the spectrum. It's to me one of the the great great, great <laughs> things. Of, <laughs> it's one of the great things about the hall, though. Honestly, is that you can get these disparate artists performing at the same show at the yeah. same night. I yep. just think it's it's cool. You know, there. I bet you there will be a very fun, if not viral, picture of Eminem and Dolly Parton. Absolutely. Behind, I was just going to say that scenes. because, yeah, behind backstage, he is going to be excited to see her and she'll be excited to see him too. Yeah, she to- totally. And like there was a really great picture of Carol King and Jay-Z last year. Yeah, and like so getting cool. Getting those artists together and you can like see that they're excited to see the other one. It's mm-hmm. it's just very, very cool. And then they say, we should do something together. What? <laughs> <Yes>. What? <laughs> the only time I can think of that that has happened was at the 25th anniversary concert for the Rock Hall and Lou Reed played with Metallica and they ended up doing uh, an album together. Yeah. Lulu. Oh, wow. Lulu. Terrible album. Awful. So <laughs> Unlistenable. And yet you would think, oh my God, Metallica and Lou Reed are making an album and then... Yeah. Insane. Mm, yeah. Nope. And yet 
And yet. Sometimes more <laughs> is too much. <laughs> All right. I picked a song off of the album Recovery because this is a song that I had in my iTunes because I looked, I'm like, do I have any Eminem? Oh, I have this. So I must have played this on another show. But it's Love the Way You Lie featuring oh, Rihanna. Rihanna. So let's hear a little bit of this. Just so I'm not the only person not to play an Eminem song. Stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's all right because I That is not Nick Rhodes on keyboard. He doesn't know how to do confirm that. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. Well, that's all right because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe. I can't breathe, but I still fight. Well, I can fight. As long as the wrong feels right, it's like I'm in flight. High off a log, drunk from my hate. It's like I'm huffing pain. I love her the more I suffer. I suffocate right before I'm about to drown. She resuscitates me. She hates me. And I love it. Wait, where you going? I'm leaving you. No, you ain't come back. We're running right back. Here we go again. When it's going good, it's going great. I'm Superman with the wind in his back. She's Lois Lane, but when it's bad, it's awful. I feel so ashamed. That's Eminem making toxic relationships <laughs> seem cool <laughs> for, you know, 20 oh, years running. Oh, my God. That, Just, song, that song was huge. Huge. Yes. Well, and I yeah. think about the type of people who really related to it. I just think about the the people who I've seen do that at karaoke. Mm. I think about like wow, you know, duet or just by themselves, duet, get I've married seen. to it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> first first dance, just oh man, like that, play it at their gender reveal party. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, wow. Uh, all right, next up, Eurythmics. This is a band. Like, if I had to pick one that I wanted to get in, I really do want Eurythmics to get in. I know yeah. they eventually will, but I would love them to get in this year. Yeah, they it would be awesome. And it's yeah. it, they have a sh- good shot. The newness factor, this is their f- second. second nomination, yeah. but they have been nominated in Since a while. Since 2018, yeah. so it's not like some of these. Th- so this many year's this ballot, ballot, there are six artists that were on last year's ballot, Wow, which is way more than usually yeah, is. it's a lot. Especially given that like, you know. And then a bunch that were on the ballot two years ago mm. as well. Yeah, so it's, you know, in ter- and there's only six or seven artists that are brand new to the ballot. So, right. um, but Eurythmics has that factor, but also like Dave Stewart is a very well-connected industry person who is yeah. beloved and worked with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's Annie Lennox, similarly, like, I don't, she's just one of the great voices mm-hmm. and people, how do you like not like Annie Lennox? And, you know, they made interesting sometimes weird but always very listenable yeah. music yeah great you're how did how did Annie Len- Lennox never sing a James Bond theme I mean she seems primed that to booming. do that Ooh, yes. that's that you make a great point especially yeah. in that Get era Hollywood when like, on the phone when yeah. like aha did living I know, daylights I know. and Duran Duran yeah. did uh view to a kill yeah no that's a that's an interesting she point seems perfect to do it all right, you picked a song off of uh, their second album. Yes, uh, Love is a Stranger, Yes, which from, I just think is a great, from, great song. And a song I think they had to re-release once like Sweet Dreams had become a yeah. big thing because mm. uh, it's off of that, you know, the Sweet Dreams album, which was their big breakthrough. All right, here we go, Love is a Stranger.
Great headphone music. Yes. So good. So, so, good. so, so many things layered in there that are. I'm really, we got to get some of these headphones. Got to get these headphones. <laughs> you got to get them and preferably for, for free. free. Yes. You got to get some. That, that was the implication. Yeah. I will, uh, I'll find the, um, although Shore has headphones too. So you might be able to do a, a two mic, two headphone thing. Let's but do I will. A combo uh, package. <laughs> you exactly. got to really uh, get decked out. All right. My Eurythmic song is from 1999. It was their last album. It was actually mm. a, comeback a comeback album, album that album. they did. The album was called Peace. And this is just a song that just, when I heard this album, it just jumped out at me. It's called 17 again. I just like it. It's about thinking about youth. Yeah. Which I think about more than you too, but still, <laughs> 17 again. We should have jumped out of that airplane. Kristen, yes. do you want to be 17 again? Would you want to be? No. Yeah, me neither. It was a brutal time. <laughs> no. okay. Just being, I, yeah. Okay, being, I, I don't want to open cast. up any wounds. Well, I, oh, I'm fine. What were you going to say? You well, were going to say something. I was going to say that you picked the nostalgic song for Duran Duran, too, where they're like, from their comeback, their later yeah, I just, uh, one yeah. that was about kind of, you know, remember when we told everyone that all you needed oh, was. Oh, yeah, I guess I did. That's interesting. Huh. I'm just, you know, I'm out here just reflecting hmm. back to you. wonder what that says. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. wonder what's hmm. going to be next. Uh, um, Annie Lennox, uh, another team up. This, this one was the other way around at the 25th anniversary for the Rock Hall. She did come out and uh, sang with Aretha Franklin. Nice. But, you know, she had obviously done Sisters are doing it for themselves. But they didn't do that song. They sang something else. They did Chain of Fools. Oh, nice. Ooh, it was great. Which- to hear the, those two voices on yeah. that song? Mm, yeah. Oh, I would like that. Okay. Yeah. Send Lennox. me that clip someday, Joe. <laughs> yeah, listen to our episode. I drop it in there. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I that. I do not listen to our show. <laughs> All right. We're going to rock now with Judas Priest. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. Oh, hell yeah. How do you feel about laws, Kristen? I, I think that they're made to be broken. <laughs> hell Yeah. That's how you know that Eminem is also rock and roll, is because both of those songs make you kind of want to like commit a crime, yeah. or mm-hmm. do, do something in trouble, yeah, getting into some trouble. Uh, do you feel like the Rock Hall every year should 
include every genre of music. Like looking at the ballot, you see representation. Yeah, like you're like, oh, we should have a, a, a metal or heavy or a rock artist, and we should have the Dolly, and we should have this and yeah, I synth mean, pop. I I think the hall is at its best when it has a wide variety of, yeah. of genres, and, and it often does on the ballot. But then what gets in it it can be a lot narrower. It's, yeah. it, the hall's relationship with heavy metal is a fraught one, yes. and you'll notice Judas Priest is never on two ballots in a row. That's often because allegedly they do so poorly that there's no justification to put them on the ballot the, the next year. Okay. So. Uh, not looking good. It's, not, hap- it's yeah. not happening this year. And yet they're they're on tour right now. They can still do it. They're still out there doing it. I got to interview Rob Halford over COVID. Incredible. Zoom. It was amazing. And what a, what a legend. And yeah. wouldn't it be great to get him in, you know, one of the great heavy metal singers and just by a complete, you know, incidentally, a queer icon. Yeah. You know, An yes. gay man yeah. as a heavy metal singer. Yep. Okay. And, like, and the hall does not, it, the hall doesn't do well with heavy metal. Hall also doesn't do well with uh, artists that are queer. And look, why not check two boxes, Hall? Exactly. Yeah. Would be would be look, easy. Look, he's still a man. He's still a white man. Yeah, yeah true. Like, true. Isn't that isn't enough that for enough? you? Come on. I mean, and to the Hall's credit, you know, they're putting they're putting them on the ballot, but the voters, the voters really don't seem to like heavy metal yeah. for whatever reason. And I mean, and that's okay. You don't have to. But you, but we you want them to vote for them. Well, we do, but I mean, you in. don't you don't have to. I mean, Eminem's not my cup of tea at all. But yeah. I would vote for him if I had a ballot because I feel like. He's important. He's influential. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say I know a ton about Judas Priest, but like, I would love to see them get in. Yeah, and I don't think that most voters uh, think of it that way, though. They. Think oh yeah. They just... we we talk we talk to voters and make them fill out their ballot on the air, and um, those are also some fun episodes ever... of us pressuring and yeah. lobbying. Have you ever Have you ever pressured them? Oh, I mean, they can time. tell yes. you they are. Uh, no, we've watched people we've watched fill it. out their ballots on. We Zoom come last in with year. an agenda, yeah, <laughs> and we we make sure we're on the same page, and we try to make a difference. We work multiple Look, angles. We we turn the screws. <laughs> you know what? I might be on board with stealing this election. I think I am. You know, this who, is still democracy. I mean, like yeah. technically, we're not. The pen is in their hands. You could maybe right. call it propaganda, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's electioneering for sure. <laughs> All right, I chose a song from the first Judas Priest album. Ooh, Rockarola. Is that like early seventies? Nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and the song is called Rockarola, and you can see how they started Pro- and then progression. Yeah, so here we go. I have a feeling this song might rock. Rockarola. Glad we really got into the uh, 
sexuality of the lead singer right before we yeah. hear that closeted chorus. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, exactly. Interesting. Um, you know who could cover that song is Devo. Yes. Hearing it, like there's this angular quality to yeah, it. Yeah, there was something very... Uh, yeah, and that was pre. It was, was Prevo. Pre, that was Prevo, and that was you know that was the old wave. The new mm-hmm. wave had not Mm-mm. rolled in, not crested no. yet. All right, next up is it Fela or Fela? Fela. Fela. I believe it's Fela. So I'm I'm wrong all the time. Our Fela episode is very good. It's from last year, and we talked to pretty much the like preeminent Fela scholar, and he says it's Fela. So yeah. that's how I would. All right. I sometimes, for whatever reason, say Fela, but I believe it's Fela. And the song you picked because I, 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 I didn't have it and I could not purchase it because it was one of those songs that you had. It was Zombie, right? Uh, listen, to be perfectly honest, those songs are so long, and yeah, it's tw- and I couldn't buy it on iTunes because it's twelve minutes and twenty five seconds, and I had to buy the whole album, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, but uh, I'll play it from the iTunes store. Yeah, I, you know, and I. I you know, if you need the if you need a file, let me know. So, what do you know um, about this guy? Because I I don't know anything about him. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about picking his songs is just like his they're all a vibe. And they're and, all a vibe and, and a version. Yeah, and like you know, part of, they were on record, but like he was, it was kind of the thing of like you go see fella, and like you don't know what's going to happen, and like he happened to commit those songs to record, but you know he could be doing anything, and a lot of his songs that people knew and loved were not recorded and a lot of them he didn't ever play a second time wow uh but he is the he's the king of of afrobeat Afro all right uh, he's nigerian and he was widely regarded as one of like the best musicians in the world uh especially in the 70s and you know people like keith richards and Mick Jagger made sojourns to or like when fella came to the america like there it was just like we got to go meet this guy who we who we idolize that's cool and he made he made i think an album with ginger baker like there were rock royalty really loved fella Kuti. and there's a song uh that the talking heads did that i think is an outtake called oh yeah fella's, fella's riff, riff or something mm-hmm. um and he's you know put him on at a party like, you know, you're not listening to the music necessarily, but it's in the background and it's, it's just a vibe. It's if you 100% will. <laughs> a vibe. And like, since having like dove in a little bit with his into his music since our episode, I've like noticed like, oh, I'm I'm in Palm Springs at eating at the restaurant at the Ace Hotel. And this is Shakara. Like they're playing <laughs> or they're playing, you know, Water Nugget Enemy or, yeah. you know, I, I've started to notice. Ah, that's interesting. It is like it is also hip. Like, yeah, it's very hip to like fella and, too, and to know about him. And too hip to get in. Yeah. Oh, he will. This is not happening. All right. Th- this is, it's wild that he's on two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he will never get in through the, or, or it's highly unlikely that he would get in through the voting. Yeah. He, he could probably get in through the side categories. And I think that's a, that's I a perfectly that's fine place, to. place for him. So this song is zombie. Mm-hmm. It's 12 minutes and 25 seconds, so we're probably not going to get a good feel of it in 45 seconds. We'll get something. And I don't know. even know where the iTunes store is going to drop us in. But All here right, we here go. we go. Here we go. Open your hands, stand at ease, fall in, fall out, fall in. 
Actually, you get a feel of, a what, great, uh, of what he's going to do. Great selection. Yeah. Nice. And also, if that doesn't make you maybe want to buy that whole album, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, By the way, Joe, did you just compliment your choice of song? You said great selection. I meant their um, choice uh, of, of 45 where, seconds. Where, okay. Portion. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. I thought you were complimenting your own But pick. also great selection. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. But I mean, because that is like that. You can hear how influential that is on yeah. a lot of popular music. Like that sound is you know even just like thinking about the talking heads in particular it's mm-hmm. like you couldn't but if i if i started a band that music wouldn't be influential to me because i don't i don't know who he is mm-hmm. so these musicians really really were digging deep into their influences to know who this gentleman is like Mick and Keith. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's the cool factor. It's like yeah. the yeah. hip, like if it's, you know, it's you know, very hip. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know, like I would love to say I've been listening to Vela for years. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, um, but no, it, so, so much. So here's the cop out. I did. I went to the iTunes store and I looked up what his most downloaded song is. It's going to be so, Water, Water Nugget Enemy. Enemy. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I chose because I didn't know what else to do. Well, no, it's a good song. It's a great one. It's yeah. the one that I knew before mm-hmm. we started working on, it's, uh, on it's, him as you, an artist. If you go to show. Spotify and look f- to see his most played, that's the number one. Yeah. Right. So that is the Because it's of, a song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, it's identical kind of, chorus, like, chorus yeah. and yeah. All right. Here's Water Nugget Enemy. It also says it's edited, but it's nine minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, it's not oh, there you 30. Go. sure that there's any lyrics to this song yeah there are eventually like seven minutes in yeah it's like you know like i said these songs are meant to be performed out like each song is an hour yeah. so the, there eventually are lyrics and yeah. they no. do the say water, 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 water. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i like it it's a lot but, of fun but will i buy one of his albums i don't know maybe i should maybe i'll buy one give it a give it a shot the other thing about a fellow which which is really important to his story is that he was a legit uh, political, like almost revolutionary, like he a hundred percent stood up to the oppressive powers in Nigeria. Fuck yeah! And like that is super rock and roll. But like he was legitimately at odds with the powers that be mm-hmm. in that country. Like, and it was you know, and he paid for it. You know, they they fucked him up all the time. Is like, he like he's like our Lenny Bruce? <laughs> you know? I mean, he has other incredibly controversial. Yeah, he's also you know he had like a hundred wives and you know he oh. was an AIDS you know, denialist. Oh boy, yeah, there okay. were, there were complicated. Things, figures. Oh, lots a lot of stuff of that's stuff not good too. On. Complicated yeah. figure, you know, and he's still alive. He's still with us. No, he's no, not. He, oh, he's not. He is. Yeah, he. Oh, well, that died. doesn't help his cause yeah, of getting in either. You're right. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I think he. You know, there's of every artist who's nominated. There's at least one band member if they're deceased, you right? Know. But but he's the only one where it's fully like there's no one. Yeah, that's why I thought he was still with us because yeah, there's always like a band member that has passed. But I always have 
assume that. Yeah, but no. like you mentioned, George Michael, and yeah, he mm-hmm. would, he's not with us. Right. So he, I yeah. mean, and you know, twenty twenty was an interesting year for the class and the ballot because you just had a lot of posthumous. Posthumous, yeah. Like it was T Rex and Whitney Houston and Biggie. Biggie, and then on the ballot it was like Motorhead and Thin yeah. Lizzy and like a lot of the you know main people from the those bands are, are not with us anymore. I'm not joking here when I say this, Joe. Have you thought about writing a book about this stuff? <laughs> I've written a few articles. Uh, if you write in enough articles, you can put them together and it's a book. Yeah. Yeah. I, there, someone told us that. He, I would also like credit on the book, please. <laughs> well, you would do the uh, foreword would, yeah. the, and, the, and, the <laughs> and the afterword. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, we had a guy, we had one episode where we talked to some people who are avid listeners and like real rock hall heads, mm-hmm. like nerds, not unlike myself. And one of them was like, I, he was like, I want to write a book about the Rock Hall. And he's like, my primary source will be your podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Because we have- You got to beat him to the punch. We have talked to a lot of people who are deeply enmeshed in we the process. We have access. Process. We have kind of, un, we're kind of the only people who want it. <laughs> I know. It's just and like so no one has done it before. Access. And somehow I, I've been able to find these people and convince them to be on the show. Mm-hmm. But we've pulled back the curtain on like a number of things mm-hmm. that- some we shouldn't we weren't allowed to but yeah oh well and you know what i would like you to write the book too like chapter for chapter i think that would be fun no uh, you don't want to write a book my chapters will be very short no i would i would uh i'll do the foreword and uh and i will be expecting uh full pay 49 percent royalties man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, let's move on to the MC5. Yeah, not you know, getting in. No, no. I, here's the thing. I think I think they have a very strong chance to get in as an early, early influence. influence. Yeah, they have reimagined this category that used to be just for pre-rock artists. Okay, now why would they get in and not the New York Dolls? In it? Because this is the sixth nomination for MC Five. It is, and it's only mm-hmm. the third one for the New York Dolls. So they're going to give the New York Dolls a few more chances. My uh, my frequent co-host Mike Siegel says the MC5 has one good song and no good albums. That's what he says. Yeah. I mean, like we, we were just talking to somebody on our own show who was saying the same thing. I mean, like kick out the jams is the song that everybody knows. Yep. And you know, it sounds like a political revolution happening in your ears. Um, I mean, the Rolling Stone 500 list, like originally had two MC5 albums on there. Wow. Um, John Landau, who's Bruce Springsteen's manager yes, yeah. and is a very, he runs a nominating committee. He's a very big, important player at the Rock Hall. Old white guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He and an inductee himself. Uh, but he. How'd that happen? Hmm, oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Him and Irving Couldn't Azoff, be, the same year. Does he have a star? Be the hall yeah. doing that. Uh, but no. anyway, he produced uh, Back in the USA, which was, you know, one of the MC5's albums that's on that list. But um, yeah, they are. So they're very important. They like, in, especially in terms of the creation of punk music, uh, which is why they would make sense for the early yeah. influence category. And we saw last year Kraftwerk get in in that category, which and Gil Scott Heron. So it was like truly a complete restructuring of what that category means because it used to be like Lead Belly or Robert Johnson. Now, when you get in under that side category, 
does it feel the same as if you get Only in? If it depends. Our LL Cool J. But that's, I mean, that's that's the example of like, okay, so Kraftwerk got in, they didn't show up. It is treated like you just get a video package. Nobody, no speech really. Like the All speech right. is folded into the package and done ahead of time. There's no performance. But things, if Kraftwerk showed up. They would have they devoted would have more just time given them a to slot. it. Yeah. Okay. LL Cool J was in a side category, but nobody knows that except for us because we follow this stuff. He had Dr. Dre gave a speech. They had the package. Then LL Cool J gave a speech and performed and did like the I didn't best know he performance. Was in, yeah, I didn't know he night. was in the side Absolutely. category. Exactly. How would how would you tore the roof off the sucker? It was insane. He was so good, and no one but. True hall heads would know would that know he that there was, was a not in. Interesting. You know, I love this. I voting. love this minutia. Yeah. It, you guys, do you guys should have a podcast about this? <laughs> yeah. See, don't quit. You can't quit. You're giving these tidbits of oh, we information. Never quit. Listen, there is no I never quitting. take a break. I never said anything about taking a break. Don't or take quitting. a break. I don't know why you're saying that. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, the MC5 are not getting in n- normally, but especially, you know, it, we got to be coming close on. You know, Landau's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. His era, especially since the chairman shifted from Jan Winter to a guy named John Sykes, it seems like there's a sea change. Landau is still involved while he still can. And even without his involvement, put in the MC5 as early influence because it's proto-punk. Yeah. Wayne Kramer, I think, would show up. And then he would play with the MC50, which is like the, the crew that he tours with now. Yeah. Which is essentially him in a, MC5 tribute band as like Kim Fail from Soundgarden and stuff. And I'm sure uh, a bunch of people would uh, jump up for an all-star jam with the MC5. Yeah, but you'd, I think you'd be surprised. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you know, they're not quite the Stooges. Like that happened yeah. with the Stooges. Uh, but, you know, I- Iggy's uh, shadow is a, is a much more significant one than, yeah. you know, Rob Tyner. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think they get in, I don't, I don't know that they'll. Do you think there's a performance, even if Wayne Kramer shows up? I I mean it depends on how many people are getting inducted that yeah, year. It's, really it's a production question. What it, man, what it means. Yeah. All right, so let's listen to the song Joe picked. It's very specific too. Looking at you. Yeah, looking at you, and I I don't I was specified original A square single version. That's yeah. what I got. I awesome. will not disappoint you. Thank you. Here we go, and then you can after I play it, you can Explain. congratulate your choice. You <laughs> great say, selection. It was a great choice. Wow. All right, here we go. I've never heard that song before. Uh, great selection. Great, yeah, very you, nice guys. selections. Uh, and I was did you very, write that song, Joe? You know, I very had a hand good. in it. I had a hand in it. Um, the, and I was specific about the choice because they, re- when they recorded that for the album, it like kind of lost its edge. Hmm. Like uh, it just, it was a little slick, and it was just, it lost its like kind of grunge and distortion. Yeah, and that stuff. had like gritty kinks going. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and 
Yeah, I don't know that. I think it's in, I think it's the back in the USA album. It's one of their albums, and like you listen to it, and I think it's something people say about the MC5, which was like those albums don't really capture the spirit of of what they were about. Okay. Yeah, it's just like that song is cool. It it rocks. Uh, it's just not famous enough. Right. Not not even a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll play the famous song. So here All we go. Right. Here's Thank you. kick out the jams. All right, motherfuckers. Let me get political with you real quick. Do it. Do you think artists that are on the other political spectrum from what I assume the three of us are, Mm -hmm. people like a Ted Nugent Mm -hmm. and a Kid Rock, do you think those people now never even get on the ballot because most of the voters are more liberal? I think it has to do with the quality of their music. I think so as well. I really do because Kiss is in- yeah. Which is a weird thing for me to say mm-hmm. as Kiss like got a, in. but Kiss got in yeah. and And you know, I know that he's not uh the one of the major uh prominent members of the Doobie Brothers, but Jeff Skunk Baxter is oh, an yeah. extremely conservative yes. guy mm-hmm. and they yeah. got in in twenty twenty. I mean, like again, like he it's not the Yeah, skunk I think he's band. only I think he's only there for one album, maybe two. He's, the, he's there for he he spans, I think, the Johnston and Michael McDonald yeah. era because he brought in Michael McDonald. Yeah, he's he on the from, minute by minute he's on the big the big grammy winning thing yeah um but uh no i don't think so i mean like if there were a very conservative i'm trying to think like is there anybody who's not in it's just like conservative conservative, comedians you know it's just like you tend not to see you just tend not to see a lot of success or like that they're just you know someone who i think I, I don't know that it's going to happen, but like, I don't think Meatloaf, it was pretty conservative. Oh. He's probably of the conservative musicians, of the ones yeah. that are coming to my head, like yeah. one who, who could stand a chance. And I don't think his radical political views would really affect it. I mean, okay. now, especially now that he would he's not passed, show up to yeah. the ceremony, it would be a little different. To, to go off in a speech. <laughs> right. Not exactly. comply with yeah. like COVID mm-hmm. uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. Interesting. One, another question before we jump into the New York Dolls. Kristen, who's your favorite artist? Do you have do you have an all-time favorite? Full stop. I always say the Talking Heads. Okay, like, cool. That's my, I think that's probably indicative of the type of music I like. All right, cool. And Joe, same question. Nirvana. All right, there you go. Sadly, no new Talking Heads music or Nirvana music coming. Mm-mm. No, although we did get Cut Me Some Slack. What? With Paul McCartney <laughs> oh doing lead God. vocals with with uh, uh, Chris and, uh, and Dave and Pat, um, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the only time the Talking Heads reunited was, was for the Rock for Hall. The rock Hall, yes. And it always bums me out when that doesn't 
then ignite spur, something. Yeah, ignite mm-hmm. a, a at least a reunion tour for the fans or something. Yeah, sometimes it does, but yeah, that didn't. That was like a favor to Seymour Stein. Ah, right. like that. That I mean, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Good enough. All right. New York Dolls. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that they are on the same ballot as the MC5. They occupy a similar space, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Out of the two, I feel like the New York Dolls would get in over the MC5. Yeah, they have a much better chance than the MC5, which is not very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they had an outside shot last time, Mm -hmm. uh, which was last year. They had gone 20 years without being on a... a, They were on the ballot in 2001 and then didn't show up on a ballot until 2021. Um, You know, right after Sil Sylvain died. So David Johansson's the only one who's still alive with the New York Dolls. Um, You mean Buster Poindexter? Uh, you know, it goes back and forth. I think right now, I just texted him. I said, which one are you right now? And he said, he said, David. Um, but yeah, I just feel like when we talked to a lot of voters mm. last year, we found a lot of them said the New York Dolls, that they were right. voting for them. Of our selection of voters that we have access to. Which we know is a sliver, you know, and it's often critics. Really, mm-hmm. the largest block of the voting body, though, is artists who've been inducted. Mm-hmm. But uh, we talked to a lot of people we who talked were to a lot of critics. We talked to a lot of people who were there. Mercer Street for the, you know, famous Mercer Street. Are, are a lot of the people you talked to, are they from New York? A lot of them mm-hmm. were, yeah. A so that might that might that help the, mm-hmm. yeah. the band that has New York in the title. I know. Yes. I know. But that's only, again, our sample size, incredibly skewed sample mm-hmm. size. Uh, and, but people, you know, it didn't... I mean, people really uh, respect the New York Dolls. I'd say even mm-hmm. more than MC5. Yes. I mean, and the output was was short. Yeah. You know, if they had had a few more good albums, the case would be a lot yeah. stronger. And that's kind of for both bands is that it just, they... Burned bright, but burned mm. fast, and uh, the influence is there, but... Well, and the New York contingent just of, like, artists and voters, you know, critics and all that is so much bigger than the Detroit Motor mm-hmm. City yeah. contingent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and that also is certainly in their favor. For and, sure. And the New York Dolls had Todd Rundgren producing their first album, mm-hmm. so it sounds better than the MC5's mm-hmm. album. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, what song did you pick? And I know I know it's going to be a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I, I picked Trash. Yes. Yeah, yeah which is a good, a good song that you can, like, you can hear how influential they were, I think, in this track in, in particular. Perfect. You hear that? You know exactly what that band's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're, they're that, like when they when they switch it up with the guitars a little bit. That like moment, I'm like, oh, this is pavement. This is the replacements. This is like all you hear like the birth of a, a particular type of uh, grungy indie, yeah. messy like pure rock, cool you know greasy yeah. hair bands. Yeah, yep. some Pacific Northwest sloppy, mm-hmm. <laughs> sloppy boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my song from the debut album also is uh, Looking for a Kiss. Good one. I always saw you just before. 
looking for a kiss. I noticed you didn't include the intro. I, I didn't because then there was so much before, yeah. but yeah. But it's Dave, a cool intro. David Johansson saying, when I'm in love, you best believe I'm in love. L-U-V. I, yes. I, they love the Shangri-Las. It almost strikes me as, a, a, uh, as something uh, Peter Wolf would do in the Jay Giles yes. band. Yes. You know? and, and, and in a much more annoying way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. <he> <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, the influence of the, it's fun that they like love the Shangri-Las and um, that you know, snippet is from "Give Him a Great Big Kiss," and I believe they used um, on their second album. They like grabbed the Shangri La's producer to produce their second album. It's um, it's interesting these you know punk bands from the seventies. Like I, the first time I listened to the Sex Pistols album was mm-hmm. probably in the last five years. I had never heard the album, so I bought it. I'm yeah. like, I gotta listen to this, and I thought it was gonna be some like crazy yeah. down into and it's I like it's it funny. almost is like something that you would hear it on played on happy days it was just like it's kind of just like yeah i know sock exactly. hop rock uh-huh. you know what i mean exactly yes. what you mean yes. like i was expecting something like you were you were and slick, i loved it but it wasn't what, yes you were punk told that punk like is going to scare you yes yeah and like listening to it that it'll be unlistenable right right that you will you'll be like what is this yeah and like you listen to the london calling album and you're like this is like the most listenable music yeah. i've yeah. ever heard in my and, and life then, yeah then the ramones rockaway beach i mean you're like oh yeah, this all is their just... songs are like buddy yeah. holly songs yeah. exactly they're two and a half minutes long like, yep. yeah it's, yeah. it's and so i love funny. it all but it's uh yeah i that's what i always thought it was gonna scare me mm-hmm. and no it, it's so it's so funny now you're just like oh this is like very catchy melodic yeah. uh yeah if you really want like listen to sonic youth if, you, if you're really yeah, looking if to you're be really like looking to be challenged huh <laughs> there you go now speaking of scary dolly barton <gasps> oh. oh man yeah dolly the the sure the sure shot yeah my girl my absolute queen i love her um now who picked this song joe I or Kristen? this okay. was a Kristen yeah. pick uh and but you were picking it around the time we were doing our dolly episode yeah. and i have since really given myself a crash course on dolly i didn't know a ton but i think this song is great i also think this song has rock and roll qualities to it there's a soaring aspect of it yes that is, i think the end of this song is like one of the most kind of just meaningful like wonderful like moments of music i love how it comes together and this was on her first album that she was attempting to do a crossover so it has those it's not like pure country it has you know there's almost the you know and it's an optimistic song (laughs) yeah there you go all right. And my dad's 84 years old and he loves Dolly Parton. So you can see how it, she spans. She's as every, we all do. She's and, everything to everyone. She's all things to all people. She's uncontroversial, but mm-hmm. she's also so um, true to herself. Mm-hmm. It's not that she's unprincipled, but she is. she's principled, but uncontroversial uncontroversial, which I think is a rare combination. Yep. And at the time of this record, uh, she released a brand new album this week. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had no idea. Me yep. neither. She did. Kinda... Look it up. Look it up. Okay, here we go. Light of a clear blue morning. It's been a long, dark night. And I've been waiting for the morning. It's been a long, hard See a brand new 
that voice. Oh, that's crazy. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, I ain't seen it in so long. But everything's gonna work out just fine. And everything's gonna be all right. It's been all wrong. I mean, it's basically a gospel song. It's like a gospel rock yeah. song. I mean, I, I was thinking like you could put this as a companion piece to like Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah. You know? it's That's a good call. Yeah. It, feel, it feels very much in line. That's the church I want to go to. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Right, everybody? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Can we get an amen? Can we get an amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. My song is... And I just remember this song when I was younger, and I and I like I loved it when it was on the radio, and I still love it now. It's "Here You Come Again." It was oh, it's yeah, another one it's of her one. crossover yes, songs. One, one of the this was like the first big one. All right, here we go. I believe so good. written by Rock Hall inductees Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. Mm, yeah, I think you know, so. When she was doing her uh, crossover, you know, she's Dolly's one of the great songwriters, but she did, you know, to kind of ease into the pop lane, she, you know, used uh, songwriters outside of the country world. And you are 100% right because I just looked it up Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. All right. We got five more artists to go. I love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Now. All right, so that was Dolly Parton, and now we're moving on to something a little bit different, Rage Against the Machine. Just a little. A little bit. Come with it now. Um, this is their fourth time on the ballot, which, you know, sometimes you see someone has been on the ballot for four times, and it's like the zombies, and they've been eligible for a long time, but this is four times in five years of eligibility. Wow, four in five. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's only one year they haven't been on the ballot. Um Tom Morello is on the nominating committee. Ah. As was Dave Grohl. As was Dave Grohl. So, <laughs> um, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Dave Grohl got in immediately, both times. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, they could, they're going to they're sneak in at in. one point. It's just like, they what year will in. it be? When will it be? Who knows? Could be this, it could be this Probably year. Probably not but this I would, year. But I would get it. I wouldn't bet on it, but. You can't look at it as a surprise if it happens this year, just because, like, it, again, it's that fifth and sixth slot that there's a lot of competition for. And I could see the Hall wanting Rage in one because of Morello, two because they're a rock band. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're I just, also controversial though too. Sure, yeah, uh, but you know, maybe st- maybe not by today's standards. Yeah, I okay. don't even think they were that controversial in their time. It was like they managed to say some stuff that I think is pretty pointed, okay, but without 
I don't they think like, causing controversy. And because they they were very uh, they're very good at sneaking Radio friendly. sneaking that stuff in there. And I picked a song called No Shelter. Because from, it's on the Godzilla soundtrack. The Godzilla yeah. And that's soundtrack. the first time I heard Rage Against the Machine is I got the Godzilla soundtrack, and that's the late 90s. How and old were you when you bought the Godzilla soundtrack? I think um, 11, maybe. Did you enjoy that movie? Is that why you bought no. the soundtrack? But I was just getting to the age where it was like, you get soundtracks, and it's yeah. cool. Right. And like, you know, there there were like... Yeah. Foo Fighters was on that soundtrack? Yeah. Uh, was P- was Puff Daddy on this soundtrack? With Jimmy Page. Okay, yeah. I, yes. Do, yes. I yes. remember that. Um, but the, this song, No Shelter is like anti like uh hollywood and like corporate and the way they talk the things they talk about are not meant to be in a major motion soundtrack right you know they talk like one of the lines is like the thin line between entertainment and war it's like (laughs) there's some like really heavy stuff in there and i i like respect that they wrote it for the soundtrack and but they're also kind of like fuck you at the same time yeah all right here we go no shelter your line we got to hear it yeah twice that yeah. was that's what uh made a, an 11 year old joe become a man when he heard that <laughs> but like so many of those <laughs> lines like cinema simulated life ill drama fourth reich culture americana yeah godzilla baby yeah yeah <laughs> it 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 ruled smash oh, and, godzilla movie yeah i was i was still oh, probably too young i just was just like yeah sure it's a movie i liked it i yeah. liked how i went to the movies i don't remember anything <laughs> yeah. about it <laughs> I know that they uh, they drove a jeep up Godzilla's tail. I believe. Ooh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did not see it. Pretty bad. Godzilla had shoulders in that. Yikes! Pretty bad. Just you know, not uh, yeah, interesting interpretation. Now, Rage Against the Machine is not in my wheelhouse at all. If mm-hmm. you show me a picture of them, I would have said, "Oh, that's Rage Against the Machine." You know, I know who they are and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know their music. So I just picked "Killing in the Name," which oh, is for one sure of great which, one. signature song. Exactly. So that's what I picked. Forces on the same at bar crosses. Playing this on the radio. On the same at bar crosses. Some of those that work forces on the same at bar crosses. Some of those that work forces draw the same at bar crosses. Killing in the name of. It's funny they came out during grunge, but they they're not grunge. They have their they're own like thing. At they the have end of grunge. A little, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they, they were played on alt rock radio. Yeah, hated. but yeah, that first album was was ninety two. Yeah, um, and yeah. Man. They rule. They just That's kick awesome. ass. Like hearing that song just reminds me of how good they oh. are. 
And yeah. so I need to get into this. I need to go buy these albums. I mean, and there's not a lot to buy. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's only a few. few. Um, but they like Morello really is like a just from a musical perspective, like a riff machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so good at a hook. And Zach De La Roca is like incredible on the mic. And they're just a they're a tight band that is so rock. And yet mm-hmm. Zach is he's rapping. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have, I have the audio slave albums. It's the same core band. Yeah. It's it's just a different vocalist. Um, and like you listen to those audio slave songs, it's like, oh yeah, Morello still had a bunch of great riffs in him. Yeah. Uh, and they, that, yeah. And I think they're supposed to, I think they've been threatening a tour, but COVID has stopped the tour a couple times so far. So I think you're right. Yeah. I have, I've seen, you know, I think they have far in the future dates yeah. lined up. Yeah. Rage? I think so. Uh, 2024. I that's no, I another know. one of my cursed concert stories which is that I was supposed to see the Rage and uh Beastie Boys tour in Again like with the, Beastie the late Boys. 90s. It was like probably 99 or 2000 and uh I had tickets and then uh Mike D got into a bicycle accident. <sighs> And like broke his collarbone or something, and the whole tour got. Can- I think Ugh. it was called like the Rhythm and Rhyme Tour or something sure. like so that. The whole tour got the canceled. The whole tour like, got canceled. Rage didn't didn't pick up another no, band and continue. It just did uh, not that's happen. disappointing. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited. I was yeah, really, really into great. the Beastie Boys then, too. Yeah. So I was like, "Hello, nasty." Mm. And Kristen, uh, who goes to a concert with you back then? Uh, probably my best friend Lena. That okay. would have been us. Shout out, your, Lena. She's still your best friend. No. All right. No. All right. That's okay. The, our machine broke down. <laughs> we raged too hard. We raged too hard and our machine broke down. All right. We're moving on to, again, we, we go from Dolly to Rage to Lionel Richie. Yeah. We have not done a Lionel Richie episode yet, yeah. so I have not done the requisite deep dive, and I was like struggling. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I was struggling. I wanted to find like a cool deep cut, mm-hmm. and I... I was just like, nah, let's just do all night long. Yeah, it works. That Why song not? is fun and and a good time. Yep, uh, some <laughs> it's really a good time. We're gonna have one. I think this is his biggest album. Well, Can't slow down. Yeah. The time is Raise the roof and have some fun. He's in the Foo Fighters movie. Throw away is he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Let probably going to see that this week. I can't week. believe that's real. It's true. Everybody sing, everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild romance. We're going to party, karate, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. We're going to party, karate, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. That's a great song. Yep. It's good. It's a great song. It's a lot song. of fun. We six be... minutes and 26 seconds. Wow. That Go song. ahead, Lionel. Hey, let the music play on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we Lionel Richie is like one of those artists that was, it wasn't like surprising to see him on the ballot, but it's just like, he's probably going to get in. He is a beloved and well-connected mm-hmm. uh, figure. Mm-hmm. An icon in uh the music industry and he was at the ceremony last year he inducted clarence avon one of my all-time faves um 
as just he's he, i don't he's like a, many non-performers he, and he's an executive and too he, he's um, the one he he has more pure intentions yeah. uh, than most uh, executives um i would have thought lionel richie was already in to be honest i would have thought i mean just co-wrote we are the world doesn't that get you in i know well it's it's this thing of like where the hall is more seriously considering pop in a way that they, mm. it had not mm-hmm. in the past and so as we do that not unlike being like well dolly was part of that you look at someone like lionel richie as well who was one of the absolute biggest stars there in the 80s um it's a little disappointing to me that the commodores were not considered first mm-hmm. like if i'm going to get picky about it yeah you? I, I, I also just, I, I like the Commodore's discography better. I, they have some just awesome funk songs that are just so much fun. And I just, you know, a lot of Lionel's stuff that was popular are ballads. And, yeah, you know, it's not, adult contemporary. Yep. Yeah, it's not, being it's, not as it's exciting. It's certainly soft rock. Yeah. yeah, and like the Commodore's were like dripping with sex and like have these just super fun, uh, funky songs. And I worry that with Lionel's induction, the Commodores will not be considered they, anymore. Yeah, they'll never get in because the front man got in. Mm-hmm. And you could have gotten them all in with the Commodores, but instead you just, so yeah, that's troubling to me. It is, it is. It's weird that they never have done a reunion tour of some sort. They could play Lionel songs and Commodore songs. It could be a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it he's must out be there bad touring blood. solo all yeah. the time. Yeah, so. and I believe most of the Commodores are still alive. Yeah. Now I saw the I saw the tour with uh, Dancing on the Ceiling and All Night Long, mm-hmm. and guess who the opening act was? See if you can guess. Alicia Keys. <laughs> when was this? No. This was I think eighty three. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking the current. No, no, not the current. Oh. Um, I, I this wouldn't make sense as an opener, but I know he does. He wrote "Lady" by Kenny Rogers, so I, I guess my guess is Kenny Rogers. The opener because she had not yet released the big comeback album, Private Dancer. <gasps> Tina! It was Tina Turner. Ooh, Tina! That's good. It was crazy. Because we, oh you know, at that time it was just like, oh, Tina Turner, yeah, we, I know Remember? of her. Yeah, but it wow. was, but she wasn't Tina Turner Tina. again. Yeah, that's really, that's cool. It was pretty cool. Wow. I love that and I love her. Yeah. All right, here comes a little uh, adult contemporary jam called You Are. This is a good one too. I like this song. Baby, you find the chorus is good. There's only one love you must I've got so much love and needing you so. My love for you, I'll never let go. I've got so You guys Whoa. singing. <laughs> you guys got some nice voices. Yeah. 
That, that's Should a fun we song. release an album instead? There Joe. you go. Maybe. It's not right. End a book. the that's podcast. We, well, release you, release an album. you release the book and it has a bonus Audio CD and book a, yeah. plus CD. Perfect. Perfect. This is all coming together very <laughs> Joe and nicely. Kristen sing the hits. Uh, <laughs> that's a great song. It's a fun one. I mean, yeah. Lionel is likely to get in. Is it mm-hmm. that exciting? No. Uh, but it's fine. Yeah. And that's, you he's know, like very underwhelming as like a concept. It doesn't like light me up the way that other artists on the ballot like gotcha. me up. But you know, I bet hearing him perform it'll be great. Exactly. You know? Those two songs just I was like, now I'm in a good mood. And that was his <laughs> yeah. doing. And yeah. so, you know, I can't really talk too much. I yet. wanted to think that I put you in a good mood, but now you're telling me that <laughs> nope. Lionel Rich nope, nope. okay. Now, I'm going to ask this question before we move on, because I know you've both thought about it. I'll go, uh, ladies first. If you had a gold ticket and you could put someone in the Rock Hall this year, boom, just like that, who would it be? Ooh, um, I mean, oh, well, who gets my golden ticket, though? Because yeah. you want I want to use it on someone who's not likely... Right, yeah, strategically. You know, right. I, oh, I see how you think. I like how you're thinking. Yeah, I'm All not right. going to just give it to someone who's probably going to get mm-hmm. in right away or mm-hmm. soon. Like, I want to give it to, like, the person who, or the band that I'm like, oh, they should just get in and then I don't have to even worry about them worry not about getting it, yeah. in. Like, when they're on the ballot, you don't even have to think that they might not get in. Yeah. Because you have that magic ticket, that gold ticket. <sighs> I guess I'd... Hmm. I'm gonna say the B-52s. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I was close. I mean, Pat Benatar is like my cause. Yeah. But that's not your number one snub. Who's my As far as I know. Who's my number one snub? Isn't it Shaka? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I would just put Shaka in. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. I See like, what I mean? I like feel I like don't... Shaka has a chance to get in over the B-52s. No. no. Shaka no? has been nominated seven times, six times. Oh, that's a lot. She's not nominated this year. Nominated three times solo, four times with Rufus. It's it's a tough path. And I mean, we think she's, like we said, like likely to get in musical excellence this year or soon because it's just taking too long. But She's a living legend. Mm-hmm. She should be, I would love. And then I never have to worry about it again. And how old it's, is Shaka? She's getting up there. She's, she's still in her 60s. Let's mm-hmm. get her in there. Yeah. And she's still performing. Yeah. And just you could get her. I just really would love to see her in. Yeah, absolutely. I would give it to Shaka. Thank you. I'm glad that you clarified them. Glad you helped. I know Kristen better than Kristen. No, with regard to this stuff, often. Yeah. Are you best friends? Are you two best friends? (laughs) No, but sometimes... (laughs) When you're not recording, do you you text and call? No, no, we hang out. We are friends. We hang out. This is not like a show only. You go to a movie, you go to lunch, stuff like that. We saw each other last night. We saw each other at a party last night. All right, good, good, good. Yeah. And you know what's sweet and nice is that like I believe there are people who do podcasts with a friend and then that's the only time they ever see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or I, it destroys I, I the friendship. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And, and it, no, it's made us much better friends. We absolutely. are much yeah. better friends because and so of it. When you guys are dating people, it's just a given. Well, Joe's my friend, so I might go out for lunch with him, so don't be jealous. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That kind like, of stuff. It doesn't yeah, even. That would never yeah. even occur <laughs> to, to either of our partners to be like. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> All right, cool. I like that. Um, yeah, no, it, it's great. And and Kristen is a very good friend. Yeah. yeah. When I met my wife, she had a tons of guy friends. I have a ton of girlfriends. And we still hang out with those friends yeah. independently from me. It mm-hmm. would be weird to me if uh, the person I was dating didn't have friends of the opposite yes, gender right? that yeah, they hung yeah. out with. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would be suspect of that person. Yeah. Okay, golden ticket, Joe. 
So yeah, there's a lot of people that I want to get in similarly and strategically, like Kristen are, was saying. Are you gonna okay? So it's like, yeah, so I like you know B52s are a good choice. Mm-hmm. I think when they get on the ballot, they'll, they'll get, get in, in though. Get in though, I know. That's... Same with like you know Joy Division New Order are uh, a bit of a, a cause for me as well. And you know, I was kind of thinking between two, but like they've never even been on a ballot, and I want them to get in so bad, and it's cool in the gang. All right. I just, they, and I was thinking Dionne Warwick just because like Yeah, that's what I was going to, that was the one I would have thought you might choose. And like, that, I was on the fence about it, but she, at least she makes the ballot, you know? Yeah. They like, have not, they've never considered Cool in the Gang and like within the past two years, two more of them died. It's like, let's, let's get them in and let's, it's been a while since they've inducted an, a group that has uh, black people in it. Like, Typically, solo artists. typically the hall inducts solo artists mm-hmm. uh, who are black, and typically it's posthumously. It just really is so frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I would like them to see. I would like to, you know. And there's a lot of great groups like Cool and the Gang, but also, I mean, like we said, the Commodores, and then like the Spinners. spinners and there's a, yeah. you could yeah. get, you could induct several black artists at once, and that would be cool. And why not a band like Cool and the Gang that has 1,000 songs that everybody knows <laughs> right. and they're the most fun songs yeah. and we still hear them and they survived two different eras. You know, they were a great funk outfit and then when all those funk bands died, they thrived and mm-hmm. they brought in JT Taylor and, and became like this super popular funk pop band and then so much of their music is so crucial to hip hop. Yeah, They have been sampled many, many, many times and I just, I think... I would love to see Cool and the Guy get in. All right, and then uh, for me, because I get a, I get a turn. Yeah, you get a pick. Um, yeah, do it. There's like there was like three in my head, and then this one just popped in, and I'm going to say, especially since now three of the members have passed. There's only one living member, and it would be the Monkeys. Oh wow! Ooh, yeah, Monkeys. We get a lot of requests about yeah. that. They are People a who are for them are for them, and yeah. it is you know the Monkeys and the Rock Hall very contentious relationship mm-hmm. there's a monkeys tab or like subheading on the rock halls wikipedia there is a rock hall subheading on the monkeys wikipedia wow like you know for some it is it's an just, egregious yeah. egregious snub i think for both of us we're just kind of like whatever yeah i don't you know, really care at all <laughs> Uh, it Could you pretend like you care? Mm, I mean, it's I, four years in. I clearly have I've I've locked in in some way. But with the with regard to the monkeys, it's just I'm not like wow. The hall can't exist without the monkeys. Gotcha. Like I think it can, and I don't. And I, I have made an argument for why it's fine that they're not in, uh, which is just that like they they were like a TV show, you know. It's and it's like yes, they. I don't. I don't believe that they are great artists. I think they made a, a impact on pop culture, and that's you know interesting. But I just don't. I, I don't. I, maybe I shouldn't get into it because I bet your listeners but, will jump down my throat. But, <laughs> no, I'll just tell. R.I.P. Your but here, but yeah. here, are they are they known for their music or are they known for a short lived TV show? I mean, the TV the TV show has been off for years, and they still continue to tour and play sure. their music. Yes. Right, but it's not like they're showing up at a hall and then putting in a, a DVD and showing a couple I, episodes. I, yeah, it, that, and that's a, that's a good point. Um, but you know, I think about their mm-hmm. contribution to the music. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, and it, usually it's it's Mickey Dolenz's voice, right? He was kind of the yeah, he's the lead. He's the lead, he's lead singer. singer. I think Davy was. I think people felt Davy was a lead singer because Davy didn't play an instrument, so he was right. always just in front With of a tambourine. A mic. Right, and, and on and the TV show, it was presented. You know, Mickey's on drums yeah, and Davy's he, the cute guy up front. Right. I just think about like okay, of their great songs, did. M- Outside of Mickey maybe doing the vocals, did any of them have anything to do with it? Like of the peak, you know, Believer and uh, Last Train to Clarksville and all that. I, you know, that something like that makes me think like, okay, they're like not on any of those classic records outside of, you know, their vocals. Like mm-hmm. what really is the artistry here? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, one of my favorites, Carly Simon, lover. So great to see her on the ballot yeah. after yeah. having never been on never the ballot before. Never nominated. She's getting in. I, I'd say looking likely. She's, yep. you know, she is like the missing piece of the singer-songwriter era for the Rock Hall. Yeah. And such a, such a huge one. And uh, getting into her music when we did her episode was a lot, a lot of fun. And I feel like sometimes Carly's not taken as seriously mm-hmm. as some other because she's very attractive mm-hmm. and i think sometimes that diminishes your credibility for some reason i don't yeah, know why it's, it's messed up and also she was never one to shy away from the relationship she had everybody right. knew i mean the people she dated and then it became lore of like who is your so vain about right you know and but there's something there's a very sexist way of thinking of like you know they thought she was like a slut and yeah. like it awful she was like uh, from a feminist perspective like i don't give a shit right she uh, yeah she was owning her you know narrative or whatever but it did just like a man would yeah exactly and and her music is so great and she's been and she has like a long you know her longevity it really is very impressive and she writes these songs too she's a songwriter mm -hmm. she's a singer songwriter just like you said yeah and 70s into the 80s won an oscar one of four uh Nominees this year that has won an Oscar. Yeah, did a Bond theme. <laughs> yeah. And one of the one, one of the, the best th- Bond themes. Up up there, yeah, up there with the best of them. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a story from Goldeneye, Tina Turner. <laughs> That's the one. I mean, live, live and let li- live and yeah. let die is my yeah. favorite. But so in Carly Simon's uh autobiography, and again, people who listen to this uh show have heard the story before. You two haven't. Have you read Carly's book? I have read some of it. She goes to her therapist. Uh, the next day after spending the night with uh, Warren Beatty. And she tells her, she tells her therapist about this. I spent the night last night with Warren Beatty and her therapist says, you're the second person I've seen today that told me that. Oh my God. That is so Cause, funny. Yeah. Cause he was in and out. He like, yeah, he's he, like, and I think he said like, I have to get the set or something. Yeah, like he yeah, he, he just, lied about where he needed to go. And he just went to another woman. Oh yeah. my I, God. I remember that part. Oh, you. You dog. You dog. And that is the one confirmed subject. You know, it's like each verse is about someone different, but she has confirmed that you're so vain. Uh, is, is partially he the cravat? Warren Which one is he? I don't. I think he might be verse two, okay. but I, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. All right, so the song you guys who picked yeah, this song? Yeah, I, I picked this, this one because I like her yacht rock era. It's yeah. like really yeah. awesome. Um, and she covered a uh, Doobie Brothers song that Michael McDonald wrote called um, "It Keeps You Running," 
Uh, which is a pretty famous Doobie yeah. Brothers song, but also she co-wrote a song that I believe the Doobie Brothers did eventually do. They but did. She, I think, got to it first, which was "You Belong to Me," which is more of the of their collaboration. It's more of a Carly song. Yeah, and when it comes on, when this song comes on the radio, I'm always hoping. I hope this is Carly's version, and yeah. it's usually the Doobies. But here we go. You belong to me. Why'd you tell me? Hell yeah. And I believe that's the Doobie Brothers uh, playing in the background. It probably is. It's, I mean, it yeah. sounds like him. I mean, it really sounds like him. And you guys think Carly is a lock? I don't know about a lock, Not but a I think lock. she's likely. She's likely. She's likely. Just, okay. you know. The it, locks are Eminem and Dolly. Eminem, yeah. And I, I would, I mean, I would maybe put Carly in the, in the three slot. You know, when in doubt, who are the most famous people? Mm-hmm. And when was the last time Carly was on the ballot? Never. Never. This she's never been on the ballot? That's, that's why it's so part exciting. Of the excitement. And, and, and part of why she's primed to get in is... She's filling in the Carol King slot this year the, of just uh, like someone with great name recognition who most people will look at and be like, wait, how are they not she's in? She's not in? Yeah. And the new names on the ballot also tend to be the ones that get in. All right. And so the, she's, she's looking good. And I wonder if she'll perform because she notoriously has stage fright. Right, yeah, you know she's one of the few. So does Carol King. Right, yeah, but I mean, wow. uh, Carly is one of the few people to have a pre-taped performance on SNL. Yes, like that's the, true. The yes, wow. yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. And like, and I, we had talked on the podcast about how she kind of injured herself when she was performing mm-hmm. uh, and in Pittsburgh and had to, you know, have people come on stage to make her feel more comfortable. Yeah, she has had issues, but I bet she would. Yeah. She performed with Taylor Swift not long ago. That's true. Ooh, yeah, um, so. in, a, in a big floppy hat. Yeah. They did your survey. All right. I picked from my favorite Carly album, No Secrets, from 1972. I picked The Right Thing to Do. There's nothing. Speaking of Carol King, I mean that's got a very that's Carol got a vibe. It's right there. Yeah. Yep. It's right in that sweet Carol King spot. All right, two more artists. We're going to a tribe called Quest. Mm. Oh, a, a favorite of both How of ours. How exciting to see them on the ballot! I think it is good news. I don't think there's 
very not likely at all I that mean, they will get we're in. We're not there yet where two hip hop artists can get through. Yeah. Okay. The, Especially. The ballot, but, but I mean, they just represent two wildly different, different eras, eras and, and sides styles. and styles of the, you know, the genre. And yeah. And man, they, they have they some, al- they have some albums that like, so I like cool. to, I like to put on and just, uh, groove out baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so of these two hip hop hop artists, you're talking mm-hmm. about Eminem mm-hmm. and Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. It would probably be better for Tribe Called Quest to get in because there it's more diversity in the hall. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be incredible. And, yeah. yet, I mean, and yet the white guy is going to get in over well, Tribe Called will, Quest. And, yeah. But he also, and not to in any way diminish Tribe, who I like way more than mm-hmm. Eminem, yeah. without a doubt. Just if you're looking on kind of like the fame level, that is just, that's where, that's where the difference is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like I would, I would rather listen to any tribe song. Any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. And like tribe also, you know, just chronologically, you know, the, yeah. the hall for all genres is all out of whack when in terms of order. Um, but man, yeah, tribe is great. Would love to see it. And I think it will happen at some point, but it, not yet. All right, so what song do we got? Picked a song called Award Tour off yeah. of Midnight Marauders. Boop, boop, boop. And this is, yeah, a great, uh, just a great song. Here it comes. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines Niggas, take off your coats Ladies, act like gems Sit down, Indian styles You recite these hymns See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo Am I never in the... All right, I picked a song called Can I Kick It? Oh, Their yeah. signature song? Of course, Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I picked I picked the signature one when I don't know the band that well mm-hmm. And, you know, they asked me to get on the mic And they asked me, can I kick it? Can I kick it? Wait a minute, who's this guy? Does he perform with Metallica? Yeah, I think so. I think this is Metallica's lead singer. Oh my god, this song is so good. Okay, Rock Hall experts, why is Cheryl Crow never on the ballot? You know? She will be. Yeah, she will be. And I, I've always, for whatever reason, I, and again, I think it's because they look like each other, but I was like, probably not before Carly. Yeah. And so yeah. You know, Carly right. gets in, you know, it yeah. she might be. Yeah, she'll get in. She'll be on the ballot. She'll get in. She's... She she's qualified and she's liked. Yeah, so. yeah she's respected. And, and, she's worked with a lot show, of people. Shows up at the ceremonies. And has been there. She was yeah. at Stevie Nicks' table when Stevie Nicks got yeah, inducted. She'll, she's she, getting in. I'm surprised she hasn't been on a ballot, but I'm kind of glad too because I think that she should get in when she gets nominated. Like I think her first nomination will probably be her only one. Yeah, could be. Yeah, and she's, uh, 
and I want that for her. Okay. You know, seems qu- pretty good. Quick little note about the last two artists. There is a remix of a Tribe Called Quest song, uh, Benita Applebaum, that's called the Why remix because it uses Carly's like new wave e song Why, which was a Nile Rodgers uh, production. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Cool, cool, cool. All right. We're the last artist. We made it. I'm a, I, f- I fear that Dion and Carly are the, are like in competition with each other this year. A little bit on the, on the softer side of yeah. the, the yeah. female singers. Like they're not, these two aren't in competition with Dolly because she's a no. lock, but I feel like they're like, both of them aren't going to get in. No. And mm. Dion is not looking good this year. We lobbied for her really hard, hard last year. We thought if it was going to happen, it was going to be then. The iron was very hot. She has a lot of heat on Twitter and yeah. she uh, is still alive and has made it clear that she w- wants to be yeah. in. Yeah. And Living legend status. She was on Saturday Night Live this, yeah. this past yeah, year. Right, right, right. I don't think it's out of the question for her this year. Um, but With I w- Carly? They would like Dolly, Carly, and Dion could all get in together it could happen Three you know women are you happen. kidding me i don't mean to uh, <laughs> you know chuff your guys's collars but um the, yeah i dion like kristen said we got out the vote we'll do it again this year yeah but also you know we're trying for pat as well you know we've got some causes that oh we're i would love about. to be in yeah mm-hmm. so oh, you mean pat benatar okay. yeah. <laughs> all right um but yeah i mean dion is just long career of a million great great singles and she's a living legend and she's in her 80s and let's get her in while she's still with us all right so the first song we're going to hear from a living legend dion warwick yes i picked a song from her arista records comeback uh you know she had this period in the 60s with you know burt Bacharach and hal david giving her all these amazing songs Mm -hmm. but when she came back in the 80s uh, she had some some really fun songs and deja vu is one of them this is a great song This is insane All you did was say hello Speak my name Feeling your love Like a love I used to putting the songs together for the episode i just i forgot how stellar the voice is man yeah and you know it's dion is not a showy singer so Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like she doesn't get the credit that is deserved because she's not going on you know whitney or mariah like runs yeah no she's just got a smooth velvety like pure voice effortless absolutely yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. effortlessly cool and it's easy to uh, not recognize it, but man. She makes it sound so easy yeah. that mm-hmm. you don't uh, maybe appreciate all the control and mm-hmm. skill happening. Good point. That's the thing. Yeah. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I picked a song from the year of my birth, from 1964, uh, Walk On By. Oh, that's the, just, that's a, classic. It's gotta. one of the great just, songs of all time. And it's, it's so beautiful. good. So good. Oh. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on. So good. So good. Put her in, please. Yep. Come on, Dion. <laughs> all right, that's it. Wow. We made it through all we the made artists. It through, and it only took us uh, just shy of three hours. So Unreal. I appreciate you guys giving me this time. You yeah. came to my you drove here, you came to my house, you had water, you used the toilet, and I just I appreciate <laughs> we it. We did it all. We really so, did. So now let's uh let's tell folks where they can find you. Because maybe some people that listen to my show haven't heard your show and vice versa. So Thank let's you. tell them where, yeah, it's, and where is it. I'd like to think your listeners would enjoy our they would, show. They would 100% yeah. you know, enjoy your show. Um, it's, you know, we, we dive deep into artists and, you know, while it's about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the, it, that's really the lens we use to mm-hmm. talk about all sorts of music. And if you're ever curious, like, how does the rock hall work? Why does it go the way it goes? You know, we're we don't like have the answers, but we but, have a lot of theories. And we have inside yeah. some inside info. <laughs> yes. We have some inside info, and you know, we've paid attention to this, so we can we can back it up with some stats. But it's called "Who Cares About the Rock Hall," um, and you can follow us at Rock Hall Pod. And then, hey, if you're like, "What's this guy Joe all about?" You can follow me on Twitter at Joe K Joe K. And where uh, do we follow you on Twitter, Kristen? I am at KStud on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. And anything else you want to promote? Anything coming up? Any shows? When does this come out? This will come out. I can give you an exact date. And uh, this comes out March 31st. Okay. my All my shows will be done by then. Damn it. Uh, I've been, yeah, we're in it. retirement at that point. What did, what great uh, stuff did we miss? Oh just, gosh. Just, when just, you know. just hey, little comedy. Have a all happy right. Easter guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I'll say. <laughs> Enjoy your a- April. Uh, uh, but if you, if you follow both of us on, on the handles that we said, we'll let you know about shows yes. coming up. And okay. Do you have websites? Hello, yeah. HelloKristen.com. Okay. Mine is JoeQuazala.com. You type J-O-E-K-W-A and then, you know, Google it'll, will fill it'll, the rest. It'll come up. Yeah. It'll come up. He's yeah. an autocomplete, if you will. An, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, we're at Rock Solid Show, and you can go to RockSolidPodcast.com for all things about the show. And for our playout song today, mm-hmm. just an, an obvious one that just popped in my head, Ian Hunter and the Rant Band, we're going to hear Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. Because that's where the Rock Hall is. Sure is. So thank you, Joe. And thank you, Kristen. Thank you. And I thank hope we you. do this again and we do some other topic. It doesn't even have to be Rock Hall related. But it will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is Cleveland Rocks. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks. And-
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.